wrestling talk begins now. Yes. Uh, laughing, sorry, Lee? I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm going to put the banana peel in the bin so it doesn't kill my vibe, which what was said like three seconds before we went live. Damn right. Well, <laughs> if you've got an old banana peel like right in front of you, kills the vibe. Stressful. Plus, I might slip up on it, which would be tragic. You don't want to do that. I've it got be uh, comedy yes. gold. Yes, Mr. Process and podcast listeners, you can probably hear there's a difference in my voice and the actual sound of the whole show. There's less resistance to my lips because my beard is gone. <laughs> There's less weight on my lips and around my mouth, so I can move, I can talk even faster. So be prepared for at least 25 extra words during this whole show. For more information, head on over to lawrenceslips.com. My lips have more stamina. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, that's, that's a clip already. <laughs> How you doing, mate? You having a good, yeah, good. Uh, had a good day? Having a good, yeah, um... good day. Good day. It's been awesome. Yeah. I've uh, mm. been, uh, had a bit of a family weekend and, uh, yeah, got a uh, princess macaque over this evening, which is awesome. And we just had some nice curry and oh, I had a curry uh, too. Watched an old movie. Goodness yeah, me, what good curry man. did you have? Let's uh, not talk about well, wrestling. Just... No, let's. <laughs> well, I mean, Francis started the uh, thing of us talking about food, so uh, we'll just talk about what we had to eat. I mean, you're not going to be a fan, but I had butter chicken. We both right. had butter chicken actually, with um, you know, with uh, pilau rice. Oh wow! I had um. Some curry stuff. I don't know what it was. Meryl made it. I was be doing MOS things, but it was delicious. It was very nice. So um, you've got to love it. it and a nice. banana. I just had a banana. I got coffee now, so it's good. It's been a lot. It's been a long, long few week, long weekend. Hello, Meryl. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Thank you for watching. Welcome to the Ministry of Slam. It's good to be good here. Evening. It's me and Lee just having a chat about what we have for dinner. We, just, haven't yeah, so we haven't really caught up yet. So <laughs> hello, everyone in the chat room. Lawrence has a baldy face. Oh God, it's not that bad. Is it? You've had that's that's twenty four hours of stubble like kicking in now, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's good. Yeah. So I have to do it again next weekend and the weekend after. It's rubbish. I hate having a clean shaven beard. Wow. I think stubble is the best way. What do you think? Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean clearly. I'm now I've got a conscious we have to cancel the show. Uh hi yes. Do you want to colour it in? If I get you like a brown felt tip or something, you oh, can you've already given me an idea that we'll wait till we go to the advert. I've just got to get some <laughs> <laughs> sort of moustache type bit of plastic to stick on my face. Hogan style, Berkeley said. I could Hogan yeah. style it, yeah. Oh, Iggy likes bread. This is the... No, uh, that does, Mel, that Mel likes mushrooms. Brilliant. And Berkeley says, oh, if I strike my face, does it squeak? No, it's rough. It's still quite... You hear that podcast? Oh, yeah, listeners? you can hear it. You can hear it, yeah. It's good. There you go. So, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I've got a shaven face because I went and played in Manchester last night. You can't <sighs> sing shanties if you've got no beard. Says, no, I don't. Uh, well, Debs. I had to sing 80s songs yesterday. No shanties. So yeah, I went to Manchester. It was uh, the north. I went to the north. You we went up north. We needed more men up there it, <laughs> it, it, to, to win the battles. But it was great. There was all, all the north. And now I've developed a northern accent. That's wow. real thick, like treacle. And I went to this shopping centre. It was massive. It was like this big Victorian building. Literally had no shops in it. It was huge. You know, like, if anyone, this is a Lee one in this, but it's like massive, huge Victorian, but you know the Royal Arcade in Boscombe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that, but with four floors, like elevators. There was little four, five shops in the whole thing open. Little tiny shops, like little, it was massive. Nothing was there. It was Mental. really weird. It was really weird. What, like, man, the high street is dying. Oh, totally. Everyone's ordering off of Amazon. It, I know. Yeah. Which, you know, we're not helping it. No. Um, not. But there we go. Yeah. Mm. Good. So, so there we go. 
So good. we've had, uh, yeah, we, we've had uh, Resorts World by the NEC is the same. Well, we've got we've got an exclusive report of uh, you know some of the, the the bystanders or at least one bystander from from Manchester coming up a little bit later on, haven't we? Yes. About the state of everything. If anyone uh, ever wondered East. what the franchise looks like. You can find out <laughs> later on. <laughs> you met up with a friend. Did you meet up with anyone else yesterday? No. MOS people. No, no, no. no, no. Right. I can meet the Graf and Carol Ann soon. It's good. That'll be really good. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. I, uh, yeah. the, it was so quite... Did people come up to you and say, excuse me, oh. Mr. John Bon Jovi, um, I'm looking for Lawrence. Yeah. Is, is he around? You know, I said I'd get interviewed. <laughs> Yeah, I did get did interviewed. Some bloke from a local radio station. Hi, I'm here with John Bon Jovi for uh, tonight playing at the Back to the Eighties Festival. How are you feeling? And I was like, I'm great. It's really good. I'm, I'm I, living on a prayer. And of course, <laughs> I had to sort of say, like, I couldn't say that I'd only. It was like my first gig, and I did it in two practices. I was like, Yeah, I've been in the band for seven years. And he goes, Do you enjoy playing? In the, do you enjoy playing these gigs? Oh, like, it's the best thing ever. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've never done one. Before. I've never done it. <laughs> So it's quite Amazing. funny. That's really weird. The guy was really drunk, and then there's a franchise film there. What the weird. radio guy? Um, yeah. So the guy was absolutely pissed, falling out nearly. He was like, "So have you ever met John Bon John John Bon Bon John Bon John Bon Jovi?" Oh no! Hello, Thor. How you doing, mate? Hello, Dad. Didn't he already send a photo back in the day? I'm pretty sure you knew. Yeah, I knew what he looked like. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but a lot of people who are watching like from uh, on the stream at the moment some of our newer listeners will not know what the franchise looks like yes can't and english today can't english today voodoo yeah because yeah you, you i think he only came in and heard you doing the other uh, the, the john bon john, john oh, bon, oh sorry for yeah yeah no i was saying cause <laughs> i got interviewed at this thing about this this manchester guy interviewed me about bloody uh being john bon jovi it was it's funny. I literally played Pretty to like crazy. four thousand people last. It's really quite a weird. That's amazing, isn't it? But it was weird. It was just weird. I, I tell you, it was just weird. Might as well, yeah. Let's. Like, after, oh, yeah, it's just weird. I can't explain it. Like I've done all these gigs for years playing my own music, and you come off stage and that was bloody brilliant. Everyone loved it. You know, if you play a good gig, and then you play a gig where you're playing other people's songs and you're pretending to be Bon Jovi, and it wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't the same feeling. It was kind of like. No, no feeling. If that's, I don't know. Hard to explain. Because it's not your own songs. Because it's not my own songs. So I yeah. didn't have to win them over. They would, they knew it anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to explain. It didn't have to. Almost like you didn't have to earn it, so you didn't get the same. Didn't earn it. Yeah. So like you know yeah. when you're doing a show, you're like and lunch like this or any content you create, it's like you're building it up. You're like, oh, really exciting, really exciting. And, oh, this. You know, we're gonna play like so unkind, like an old song, King of that. You know, you got your big, big songs and stuff, and you're gonna go and rock it and get the crowd going. And then, but I didn't have to do it. It was just like, okay, we're gonna play "You Give Love a Bad Name." They all just sing it, and it was—it's really weird. I can't—I yeah. can't explain it. It's very they strange. Really know all the words to the songs, whereas Rita Vegas ones, you've got to like yeah, win them over. If they know the songs, you know that they've already listened to some of your stuff or they've, they've seen you yeah. before and, or if they yeah. don't know voodoo vegas it takes that much longer to win them over but you know you've got you've got hope in that you've got your songs and they like them. yeah so after yeah. all these years of playing original music at a gig and then playing all these you know and not just like doing a covers band like doing full-on dressed as bon jovi job situation um yeah it was completely different i did i enjoyed being on stage but it was, it's it's really weird it was it was good it's good fun, yeah. It's, it's just good. quite strange. Um, yeah, Barricles just mentioned that. Um, yeah, the old video that we had, the uh, Belushi's, who we went there and did the live commentary for WrestleMania. Yeah, um, the uh, franchise was on that video. Oh, with yeah. his belt. Did he bring his belt this time? I was thinking, would he bring his belt? He didn't bring his belt. Oh, I was right. wondering, will he wear his belt? He wouldn't have been the weirdest dressed person there with a wrestling belt. <laughs> there was loads of people wearing weird clothes there. 
Um, <laughs> so, this is uh, such and such from Magister Radio. Um, why are you wearing a wrestling belt to a bunch of Some woman got her boobs out when we were playing Living on a Prayer. Oh, I didn't really? know. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not even John Bon Jovi. No, so. no. <laughs> uh, it was really weird. She just stood there free. I didn't. It was franchising the guitarist. Like, oh, look, she got her boobs out. It was weird. <laughs> so, it's so weird. The franchise fall over. Like, no, he was. He filmed afterwards. a lot of stuff for me. He's, he was I, I bet he did. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, he zoomed in on that. So it was funny. Anyway, there we go. Oh, that's that's a, it's eventful, but uh, that's it. Bon Jovi talk finished. Done. Done. Uh, we talk about pro wrestling on this show. We've got a lot of stuff coming up this week. We're going to be talking about the WWF uh, ECW WCW invasion Woo. from 2001 because it's 20 years ago that wow. we had that paper, and that was awful. But we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Well, that paper wasn't awful. Continue well, on, no, was. but the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about it later. There were some good matches, and if you look back, you think, wow, they, those matches must have been awesome. Some of the matches weren't great, but you mm. know, the, the storyline itself just didn't work out. Yeah, really. yeah. Um. So yeah, lots of uh, lots of great news. Some big uh, discussion points coming up, including two new additions to AEW potentially. We'll be talking about that. Uh, we've got a good one for Merrill Mania this week. And uh, he is someone who was heavily involved in the invasion angle um, that you uh, should all recognise. So, yeah. yeah, lots of uh, lots of good stuff coming up. We have. It's going to be a good show, Lee. We've got a lot of stuff it to talk be. about. We've got and we've got a, good show. a wrestling match for the Ministry of Slam Arena. Oh, I promise you, you never have seen or ever thought it could even happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit wow. mad. It's good. It is going to be good. <laughs> um, if you're watching us right I can't now, you're watching... we're doing it. <laughs> Well, thank God she didn't die today because that would have just. Oh my it. God! Or well, maybe she, it would be good, and then we get more people watching it. Anyway, no, that's well, not good. That's not good. <laughs> no, what I just said. <laughs> Take it back, quick. Let's move on. Moving we'll... on. Twitch.tv forward slash the MOS Network. If you want all of our live content, and uh, Lawrence doing some gaming through the week, uh, lots of stuff coming up on on Twitch. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash the MOS Network for exclusive YouTube content. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash the MOS Network. Uh, Twitter, we are at Ministry of Slam and at the, the MOS Network. Check out our podcast, audio podcast on all major podcast platforms. Just search for Ministry of Slam and we are all over the place. And uh, then Discord, um, make sure you get over there. Talk to us 24-7. Great community of people over there. Discord.ministryofslam.co.uk and yeah. get straight in there and start talking. It's amazing. It's very good. And also, what have we got coming up this week, Lee? We have got the Epic on Thursday. Lee versus MOS alumni, original member. Andy, in a trivia contest. Oh, my God. The question of sports entertainment is back this Thursday night, 8 o'clock. That's going to be terrifying. That it's, is going to be yeah, terrifying. I'm, I'm looking forward um, to it. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's going to be good. I'm um, looking forward to that. So, uh, yeah, we'll get Andy on. And uh, Do I need to design some stuff for that? I think so. We'll have a discussion. and We'll, we'll, we'll do a little out. bit of a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and another prime summer why you should join Discord, Thor who's regular here and has been I've known for for a long time is a absolute great bloke went to Fenway Park and to see a baseball game and is going this week to see Guns N' Roses he's going to post the pictures into the Discord so you get to see what everyone's doing it's such a good community make sure you guys it come is. and join the Discord it's really really cool from the podcast this, you know, there's loads of links all over the website and it's just good vibes isn't it Lee? absolutely absolutely lots of fun and you know always you can dive into a conversation there and, um, and uh, yeah talk to people it's really mm, good yeah. really, really good vibes it is awesome. Now, um, it's uh, let's let's make Mr. Prices happy. Okay, it's time. Go on, let's do it. Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, uh, wrestling is do, 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 wrestling stuff. Yes, ready, ready. I'm ready. Let's go. It is the news. 
news, yes, it's the news lead. Time to talk about the wrestling news right now. Let's talk about the news. Right. Uh, AEW Women's Champion Britt Baker suffered a broken right wrist during her match on uh, last Wednesday's Fighter Fest uh, of Dynamite. Uh, Baker retained the Women's Championship against Nyla Rose and announced her injury on Twitter with a photo of herself backstage at the Paige Van Zandt versus Rachel Ostovich Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship event in Tampa, Florida. So uh, I don't know if she's going to be missing any time or uh, or what. But If there's someone on that roster who can break their wrist and have time off and still become an even bigger star as Britt Baker. Because yeah, she's well totally. good on the microphone. She is well good. And, and they got proper cheered as well. Her and um, Rebel this past week on yeah. on Dynamite. They're supposed to be the bad guys, yeah. although they were against Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. So, oh, so yeah. it was well good. She's, she's really good. Good match too. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Really, really good. Really. She's come a long way in a really short she's space of time. Totally, hasn't she? Since that brutal match with Thunder Rosa a few months yeah. ago, she's totally just gone like super fast. And I don't think it's that AEW really strapped the rocket to her back, as the saying goes. She's just become really good, hasn't she? Yeah. I don't think it's generally they've been promoting her that much. Because again, when she when she first came onto AEW TV, she was a face, she was a dentist, and that was kind of it. But she definitely works so 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 much better as a heel. Um, really, really, really good. Well, a likable heel, wasn't she? She's like she's yeah. like a heel that you like. To... Almost like your Chris, Jer- like female Chris Jericho, not yeah. to that extent where he's been involved for years and years. I'm not talking about that, but just that that kind of character where they're a bit of a dick, but you can kind of get on board with them. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. So. Yeah, I liked it. There you go. It was very good, mate. She's very good, very very good. But shame. Hope her wrist gets better. Get better Absolutely. wrist. Absolutely. Yeah, get a better wrist. This is a message out to all wrists. Get better. Get better wrists. They're, they're <laughs> useful for many things: eating, <laughs> keyboard stuff, um, you know, waving. <laughs> let's let's end that list there and move on to the second news. If you haven't got a girlfriend, they're really helpful. <laughs> there we go. You went there. <laughs> Good, or a good. boyfriend well exactly exactly um you know neither of us have to worry on that <laughs> side of things lawrence um or, or if you're a bit bored <laughs> you don't have to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend if it's if it's a quiet moment in the show you know just... <laughs> got rained we off have, if you're rained <laughs> off one day you know <laughs> we do have a lot of pre-taped stuff in the show you know time to step away from the camera <laughs> oh jesus anyway <laughs> <laughs> we've lost track a bit early um <laughs> right what the hell am i doing wwe uh is <laughs> too early too early oh. right, i want to talk about go for it Lee. wait wait bald-headed <sighs> go right okay wwe is advertising the monday night raw episodes in which bill goldberg is scheduled to appear August the 2nd at the Allstate Arena in Chicago. So that's uh, a week, uh, week Monday. <laughs> and um, August the 16th at the AT&T Centre in San Antonio, which is the Goops. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Goops <laughs> Summer Slam. Right, that's good. Oh. Uh, he's expected to challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship at the SummerSlam pay-per-view on Saturday, August the 21st, live from the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Of, of course, spears are really good for doing... Um, the wrists are very good for jackknifes. <laughs> if, you, if you've got a knack of wrists... Don't use the word you... jack. 
Yeah, that's good. Ooh. And um, no, it's been good. It's 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 been good. Goldberg back. Well, that's weird. Just come out and go. I'm next, and then he's wrestling. It's weird. Like he gets a championship shot. I don't know. Bad story writing. No reason for it. No reason. Is it good? Is it good story writing? No, not at all. It's not. It? It's not. Too How much. many roles is he on? August sixteenth. Uh, only two, and then he's going to be on uh, SummerSlam, and then maybe you'll be on some stuff after that but probably not so his current wwe contract goes through 2022 with two more matches per year uh the upcoming match with lashley will be his last for 2021 um and his first one oh. as we talked about last week was against drew mcintyre at the royal rumble see this is what this is what i said about and i've done a tweet earlier in the week about how you know there's a, about other two wrestlers that have possibly signed somewhere and if we yeah. didn't know it and they just showed up It'd be great, you know. What I mean, it's like you know, that's amazing. It'd be so good. Mm. This is another example of that. Like, oh, he's only got one match, so and then he's going to be gone for the year. You know what I mean? It's like that's completely rubbish, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Oh, they only they, they only cast. You know, it's a little bit like the movies when you find out a movie actor's only in for one role, but it's written properly, isn't it? It's like with a movie. Oh, this is Robert Downey Jr.'s last appearances Tony Stark or whatever Iron Man okay but it's an epic and it's written to be that this is like he's got Mm. another he's got a contract that goes for three more years doing two matches so the story you cannot get behind this at all no because you know he's going to lose as literally when that match comes along there's no point in talking about it to be honest he's not going to win because he's not got his contract doesn't go on yeah if it was the first match out of two he might win because then he could lose it in the second match yeah totally I mean you just move you know there's no there's literally no point in talking about it is there well Absolutely, absolutely. Just going to get um, smashed and done. Now, it considering Lawrence, I don't know if you've seen the guy's name in the next um, in in the next news item. I'm oh, a bit wow. worried about that after the other topic that we've just talked about. Well, I don't know why. I mean, I'm going to keep this as straight laced as I possibly can. Okay? okay, and I'm going to try not to laugh, but based on what we've already been talking about, well, you're already going to laugh. I can tell you're already getting ready for it. You're already psyched up. Just once you say the word, I think you'll laugh. <laughs> I'm already laughing. I know. Okay. <sighs> right. Okay. Let's do it. Go. Canyon Seaman, the senior vice president of uh, talent development of WWE, was let go on Friday by the company. It's been said that the departure comes several weeks after rumours Seaman had been let go, <laughs> which was false at the time. Uh, the report noted Seaman joined. <laughs> God, Lord, it's picking up. Jo- joined WWE in 2012 <laughs> after holding the position of Chief Financial oh. Officer of the oh. Association of Volleyball Professionals until oh. the organization closed. Oh, see, Association of Volleyball Professionals until the oh. organization closed in 2010. Seaman was hired <laughs> as the WWE Senior Director of Talent Relations in March 2012 and in, 20, and in August 12, 2015 was promoted to Vice President of Talent, Talent Development. Over his nine years with the WWE, Seaman has been involved in scouting, recruiting, evaluating oh. potential talents for WWE's developmental system and overseeing NXT. Too much. How can you say Seaman had been involved in scouting, recruiting, and evaluating potential talents? <laughs> it's too much, Lawrence. But I didn't even realise. I put that news item in there, not even realising that like how I was going to have to pronounce his name and that we had been talking about broken wrists and what you can do with them. Oh. No, no, wrists that aren't broken, Lee. I think if you've got a broken wrist, you can't do that. Well, I mean, everyone's got two wrists. Unless you're Most the... people have two wrists. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't feel right using if, the other if, you anyway. break, if you're right-handed and your right hand broke and you did it with your left hand, it feels like oh. someone else is doing it. <laughs> do you ever do that thing when you sit... Anyway, 
Um, right, back on July 19th, uh, WWE filed the trademark Earn the Day, the new catchphrase for John Cena, which is also the name of the new merchandise released when he made his return at WWE Money in the Bank last Sunday. Uh, WWE recently announced the Summer of Cena, in which he'll make appearances at 15 WWE events this summer, leading up to the SummerSlam pay-per-view on August the 21st in Las Vegas, Nevada. There you go. Earn the Day, Lawrence. You've got to earn the day. Have you earned today? No, I've earned today. Euphemisms don't work like that, Martin's just told me. Now, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm not very good at English. I'm going to need explaining to me what euphemisms are. It's when you say things that mean something else. So if I say semen was let go. Right. What we actually mean is this Canyon semen guy was released from WWE, but everyone else is thinking it is, ah. <laughs> you know. So how did I get it wrong? I don't know. We'll, we'll let Martin put that in the chat. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Sorry. Gonna Sorry, Martin. <laughs> I'm rubbish at English. I feel like maths. I'm not bad at it. There you go. Let's go. There you go. Uh, that's why you like that Scott Steiner promo so much. Yeah, yeah definitely. With all the maths in it. Uh, there is interest from WWE in bringing back Braun Strowman. Uh, Strowman was released on June the 2nd, along with Alistair Black, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Ruby Wright, and Santana Garrett. New Strowman merchandise was made available this week on WWE Shop, which has many speculating if he's already re-signed with the company. Um, it was... Uh, also noted that Strowman was said to have been released because of his contract and the feeling internally that the 37-year-old was two years past his peak and the other large talents like Omos and Commander Aziz made him expendable. That's rubbish. No chance. Those guys are crap. He's really good. What, Braun Strowman? Yeah. He's really... I mean, certainly, certainly the best... Um, big guy. You know, big guy. I would have thought so, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Omos is... Uh, rubbish. Just very cardboard commander aziz was really good in that movie what movie was he in uh what's it called the main event on netflix main event the wwe movie yeah have you oh, not seen is it? that that one you said about the kid and stuff yeah yeah he finds an old mexican wrestling mask and it turns him into oh, a wrestler yeah, yeah i remember that and then i said it sounded rubbish i mean it's uh, ribbon likes it alexa shut up Okay, Alexa. Wow. Yeah, Mr. Price is the one with Keith Lee in it. And ah. um, what's her name? Mia Yim as well. She's in Ooh. it too. Yeah. And uh, uh, Renee Young is in it. And oh, Corey really? Graves, oh, Seamus. Wow. wow, loads of wrestlers yeah. are in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's good people. That's a lot of wrestlers. Um, so worthwhile having a look at that. Um, WWE uh, announced uh, this past week that SummerSlam will be shown live in theatres nationwide. This is across the US uh, for the first time ever. It appears WWE is following the trend of AEW, which had their 2021 Revolution and Double or Nothing pay-per-view events shown in select Cinemark theatres nationwide as well. Uh, according to the announcement, tickets to see SummerSlam live in theatres are on sale now at local theatre box offices and WWELiveInTheatres.com. Would you like to go and watch that if it was a realistic time, not like one in the morning? So I just yeah, fall I asleep. So. I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. If it was that late, I would fall asleep in a big, comfy sofa, not being able to get on my. The, the one thing that keeps me awake. So I watch, you know, probably one or two pay per views a year. I stay up live for and watch. Yeah. Um, and um, I watch NFL as well, and that's always on at a stupid time. So I will always eat my way through those. It's the only thing that keeps me awake is eating. Eating. Yeah. I ate Rich Tea Biscuits last night on the way home. I was up till four. It was gross. Um, but yeah, it was good. Um, so NFL's coming back, Lee. Shall I support a team as you support a team now? You've got to pick one. Baltimore um, Ravens. Okay, do it. Done. Done. 
Okay, okay. I, I put Case that. Closed. So now I'm a Baltimore Ravens supporter. Okay, good. I like purple. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, purple and black. Yeah. That's good. I'm the I Baltimore that, Ravens do... guy of the Ministry of Slam. Okay, we'll, we'll touch on that. We'll, we'll keep updated. Okay. Be good. Okay. Yes, Mel. <laughs> Mel's not Americans. Um, I'm going to be the lead analyst on Baltimore Ravens. Oh, Vegas Knights. Oh, that could be a good one. I've Isn't already... that a... Um... Oh, I did like Ray Lewis years ago when he was badass and it was he, obviously his last match he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, he was he was good. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but then I, I like, I'm picking them. Sports. <laughs> yeah, we're earning these sports network dollars, mm. aren't we? Mm. Um, Crimson Mel, better than the Patriots. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. Right, let's, enough NFL stuff. Uh, final news item, and we've got a little bit of discussion um, in here, is uh, current Impact Wrestling star and former WWE superstar Matt Cardona, who used to be Zack Ryder, is the new GCW World Heavyweight Champion. Cardona defeated Nick Gage uh, at night one of the GCW Homecoming event at the Showboat in Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Uh, Nick Gage used light tubes and a pizza cutter on Cardona, uh, which caused him to bleed during the match. Cardona and Gage have been feuding for about a month, and the feud first started when Cardona made a surprise appearance last month at GCW under a mask. Uh, The finish of the match had Ricky Shane Page come out and turn on Gage, uh, allowing Cardona then to attack Gage with a light tube. Hit Gage with the radio silence, then pin him for the victory. After the match, a very shocked and angry crowd crowd threw rubbish into the ring, striking a very bloody Cardona as he tried to hold up the title. Prior to Saturday night's loss, Gage held the title for 100 days. And we've got footage of that crowd. Here you go, guys. Check it. If you've not seen it, this is what happened. It's absolutely bananas. Look at this. It's unbelievable. Look at all that that rubbish. Unbelievable. Like... Even Gage is covering up from all the rubbish landing in. The yeah, ring. there's a lot of shit in there. Unbelievable. Why is that only the way to prevent Tom Brady getting in the Oh, that's what I <laughs> having played for Dallas <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> I saw that thought. But yeah, amazing. Like, look at all this rubbish. And if you hear the ring announce, it goes, and the new GCW champion, Matt Cardona. So he was put the ring announce. Like, look at the crowd. It's unbelievable that no, they no, went that either. mental for him to put his hand up and all that. Wow unbelievable like what explain why why are they so pissed off that he won is it because he's an ex-fed guy being Zack Ryder yeah exactly and it's because Nick Gage is so ridiculously hardcore and they're like the crowd love Nick Gage being hardcore and then you've got this kind of Hollywood guy um Matt Cardona coming in and doing his thing uh it's yeah just just a bit weird I mean imagine like prime ECW and then you had someone like Shawn Michaels come in and win the ECW title it would have been the same reaction Right, um, but it's this yeah. is really brutal. And he's like, and Nick Gage is the guy that was in the ring with Arquette, wasn't it? And done took That's advantage right. of Arquette, and yeah, he's going against Jericho way. on Wednesday on AEW in the second level of the five stages of Jericho. Yeah, five labors of Jericho. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, he's now calling them the GCW universe. <laughs> Man, it was good, but great for for Cardona. Amazing, because mm. he literally just takes over, like, completely changes his character in a way. He still plays into it, and him playing into his Fed character pisses all those people off. Brilliant. Exactly. Natural heel straight away, just by being himself. Brilliant. What do you think about death matches? And what do you think um, about <clears throat> coming up this Wednesday with Jericho? How far will they take it on AEW? Because remember, they do a lot of blood. They do use blood. They lose a lot of brutality on there, don't they? Well, at some point, bearing in mind, Jericho is right at the start of a like a world tour essentially with Fozzy. They're going to do something pretty insane in one of these matches to try and get him off TV because he's got to, got to be off TV for quite a while. 
Um, I thought it was going to be the the chair match with um, uh, with uh, Sean, Ty Spears. Dillinger, Sean Spears, um, but you know that didn't happen. He managed to get through that, but and then you know Nick Gage is the next one, so maybe they really mess him up with that storyline wise, and that's how he gets written off TV. I don't Do know. Do you think he's not going to win? Do you think he's not going to get to MJF then? I don't know. I, I think five. it would be. Yeah, I, it'd be quite good if he. I mean. Because storyline, if you, you've got five things to get through, you know, oh yeah, he's going to do all five and then get to MGF. But I think it'd be cool if there's some sort of screw job and he gets really brutalized and disappears and, and does his, you know, does because his whole thing. He came back with the pain maker, didn't he? For this he match. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think, oh, so do, what do you think about death matches though? Do you think there are light tubes and stuff? I don't really see the point. There's no story. I mean, you and me are, are sort of quite old school. We want a bit of a story going on. Mm. Um but there isn't, yeah. Like especially when they're stood there, and I can't remember what match it was. Was it this match? I saw a clip of it where they're literally just smashing each other over the head, like taking turns hitting each other over the head with uh, those light things. Mm. If you, you keep hitting each other over the head with it, it's not doing anything. Why are you doing it? What's so, the the thing I think is all the dust in them as well. It's not just that the, the shots yeah. when they shatter, all this glass dust and stuff goes. You breathe it in. It must be horrible for them. I mean, that's going to come back in there, come back and bite them in the ass, like in years to come, all that stuff they're inhaling. Oh, yeah. Full of like different chemicals to put the sort of filament colours in there. Oh, horrible. Uh, and then it probably gets all in their cuts and stuff. I know they've got medics backstage. Yeah. It's gross. And all the people at the ring, they're just ringside, just chucking stuff in at card. They're like, right there. You know, yeah. he's in, the, he could have been in a lot of trouble, really. Anyone could have gone mental at him, couldn't they? Yeah, yeah, totally. Smash the bottle, really bang, weird. you know. Yeah, I mean the, the old foreign object, like a like a beer bottle or you know a light tube. Okay, maybe if you use it once, just at, at the end of a match or something. To, but when it's all over the place and then people are falling on the floor, they're rolling around in the glass and shit. That's not wrestling. Yeah, it? it's not. It's old not man nice. shouts at cloud. But no, I mean I can understand the appeal years ago, maybe when we were younger, but not not now. I just but then Cardona's chose to go there, so that, that's he's he's obviously getting paid and stuff, and he could have turned yeah. it down, didn't he? But He's doing pretty well for himself, I think. I think this is a new. This could be a new thing. It's, this is completely. He can lean into the Zack Ryder type character, but piss a lot of people off with it, which is quite cool in a way. You know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, just back to that labels of Jericho thing. One of the best lines in wrestling this week. Best line in wrestling was these men Jeff's on commentary during the Jericho match. He's like, "This is the the five labors of Jericho." And just so you guys are not confused, we're not talking about Chris Jericho being pregnant, although <laughs> go by his like physique, it. he looks like he is. <laughs> that was brilliant. That, I mean, he has let himself go a bit, hasn't he? Man, he has. I mean, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. It's... But I mean, he must have got Jericho's permission to say that. Oh. So, yeah. It's for MJF, even good on commentary, isn't he? If he ever gets injured, just be a commentator. Be the best heel commentator in re- history of wrestling. It would be, yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, okay, so that was Lawrence. Here we go. That was the news. Yes, that was the news. The news that has been done. News. We got through it eventually, which, the, is, wow. uh, which is really good. 34 <laughs> minutes in, Lee, and we've only just finished news. And now we've got... The clip. That was me laughing. Um, yeah, so now uh, almost live from back the... to the 80s festival in yeah. Manchester in a tent. I, I hung out at Franchise all day yesterday. So basically, I met a franchise at about one o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. Uh, 
and we hung out all day. I he he did let me have a nap. I was knackered, so I had to sleep under a table. Uh, it was rubbish. Oh. I mean, <laughs> but, just like John Bon Jovi used to have, yeah, like when he played Wembley Stadium. Yeah, oh, I better <laughs> sleep on the grass under a table is glorious. Um, but here we go. So okay, here we go. So this is the franchise, and we can discuss with him what he thinks about wrestling and um, what he thinks about the possible CM Punk Daniel Bryan stuff. So this is what the franchise thinks. And he explains wrestling to you guys in one minute. Here we go. What do you think about wrestling? Um, Explain wrestling in one minute. Go. Uh, wrestling is a bit like um, when you go to watch a soap opera. It's like Coronation Street. You have all these um, storylines going on, and then you have uh, like a uh, finale at the end, and he lays down a cliffhanger. You've still got 30 seconds. <laughs> and then you have like different um, soap operas, like AEW's like Emmerdale, or like e EastEnders, like. Um, Impact, so he's like all these people good together. And is wrestling better than soap operas? Um, and, and Manchester, so I can't say that. It's like putting me on as well as like Daddy and Chips. You can't kind of like see. Nice one. So, franchise that's uh, MOS. Fr uh, franchise has reported on wrestling in one minute. Yep. Franchise is wrestling report. So, do you think who do you think what's going to happen in wrestling this year? Um, well, I think it's going to be um, you're going to have another Monday Night Raw, or like, probably have AEW versus WWE. Yeah. I think that um, you're going to have something surprise. You're going to have some surprise returns at NXT. Yeah. And I think that overall you're going to have like um, Daniel Bryan or CM Punk come back into the main light. So. So franchise, what do you think about Daniel Bryan and CM Punk possibly signing with AEW? I think it's like Hulk Hogan going over to WCW. Oh my goodness. That's how big it is. That's how big. Amazing. It's going to be big. Right. There we go, this is Lawrence in the franchise here at uh, Back to the 80s Festival. And we'll um, see you guys later. Bye. There we go. Wow. The franchise explains wrestling in one in one minute. I think he done it in 40 seconds, actually. That was good. That's unbelievable. Well, that's, that's, that's really good. So it, that was the franchise. He's, um, he's going to call in later. Yeah, Barracles is not happy. So we're doing caller interviews now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, mate. You have to come to a gig. <laughs> Um, exactly that's the only gathering. way you can get it happening yeah yeah uh there we go um so there we go that was uh that was oh. the franchise yep there we go that we've done the news sound haven't we so is it time to call meryl we've done the news time it, it, yeah it's, it's time to call marilyn meryl here she comes it's meryl she's coming now she's done the water she got. and now it's time oh now bye was for the video okay get it here you go meryl Hi, Meryl. So, Meryl, here we go. Right now, this is a guy. I can't hear Lee, by the way. Oh, yeah. Grim's <laughs> says hello. Oh, hello, Meryl. Hello. It's Meryl's hello. birthday tomorrow, guys. Wish Meryl happy birthday in chat. Happy so, birthday, Meryl. It's my birthday. I can't believe it tomorrow. Very exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah, Meryl, what does Francis look like? Oh, yeah, I didn't even look at him yet because I was looking at him. Oh, we'll put the video back on really quickly. <laughs> hang, on, hang, on. Hang, on, hang on, hang on. I'll mute it so you can just see him. So, Francis looks like this. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the wrestler. I thought maybe he was going to be called Francis as well. No, no. no. What does Francis look like? Definitely potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always Of course. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, okay. Right. So there we go. Double Meryl Mania today. <laughs> a treat. So, Meryl, this is Raven. He was uh, in ECW. He um, has done lots of other stuff. Uh, WCW was in, WWE, Journey mm. Invasion thing. What does, he's a bit of a grungy guy, as you can tell. Yeah. He's in TNA. He's been everywhere. What does Raven look like? 
Ooh, I, I'm thinking he's a bit of a hard one, but maybe some kind of cheesy pasta dish. Like Ooh. maybe tagliatelle's involved. A bit like Kenny Omega then. Yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, that kind of like. It's the hair, isn't it? It's the hair. It's the hair. It's, yeah. It's always food, Meryl. And the colourings. I know it's really weird <laughs> because it never, you know, years ago it wasn't always food, but nowadays with age, it's becoming always food. I think you're just hungry all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've probably got worms. <laughs> probably. Um, so Keep an eye out, Lawrence. If she starts dragging her bum along the carpet, you know she's got worms. You need to take her somewhere and get her sorted. She was doing that this morning. <laughs> I do do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. So, so, there we go. Thanks, Meryl. Um, happy birthday for tomorrow. Thank happy you. birthday, Meryl. It's the only time Thank I'm saying you. it to you. And it, so, Raven <laughs> looks like cheesy pasta. Yay. There we go. <laughs> now we know. Bye, Meryl. Bye, Bye Meryl. Thank you. Shake. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that always usually happens. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Raven wow. looks like pasta. Raven does just, absolutely look like pasta. You just start attacking with Kenny Omega. Yeah, the Pasta Brothers. <laughs> that's pasta good mania. Even running wild. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So we, we've got uh, we, we've got some um, some good stuff coming up at the MOS Arena. We're going to take a very quick break and tell you what we've got coming up on Ministry of uh, the sorry the MOS Network uh, mm. this week. And uh, after that, we're going to announce who the uh, who the uh, Ministry of Slam Arena matches is, is this week because it's a weird one. It's a cool one. I guarantee you've never seen this match before, and you're never going to see this match again. No, um, yes, it's amazing. You won't believe what match we've got. Hello, Sophia. You guys will not believe what match we've got coming up. But here we go. This is what's coming up this week on the MOS Network. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey! Hey guys, coming up this week on the MOS Network. On Monday, you are listening right now to this podcast. It's awesome. Thank you for downloading it. We very much appreciate it. Remember, give this podcast you're listening to five stars. On Tuesday, on our YouTube channel, check out The Queen versus The Queen. It's going to be an epic, very royal wrestling match on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the MOS Network. On Wednesdays, Lee's TNA Cross the Line is live on our YouTube channel where Lee rebooks TNA in 2010. We call him Dick's Lee Card to make sure you check that out on our YouTube channel. On Thursday, we have a very special question of sports entertainment between Andy Evans and Lee Tires. The MOS originals are going at it, battling over wrestling trivia. Who knows most about wrestling? Definitely not me. But we'll find out who knows most about wrestling between Lee and Andy. It's a very special question of sports entertainment on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash the MOS Network. And on Friday, the Ministry Slam Classic Podcast goes live. Thank you for downloading this podcast and thank you for watching this show, guys. We very much appreciate it. Wrestling wins and we win most because of the MOS Army. Much love. We're back, Lee. We're back. We are most definitely back. La la la. I, I, behind the curtain, I, I think my new neighbours have just knocked on our door. They don't realise I'm doing a wrestling podcast. I mean, what the hell? Oh, get them on. <laughs> Imagine. 
Hi guys, nice to meet you. Come and <laughs> go on the Ministry of Islam right now. It'd be amazing. You uh, are live on the internet. You're live right now. Um, but yeah, man, how you doing? So here we go. So guys, we've got a big, big match coming up this weekend in the Ministry of Islam arena. It's unbelievable this week. Unbelievable. You will not believe what we've got coming up. We 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 paid big bucks for this signing for this match. Maybe it's, it was a lot. And this is the first ever ladies match in the MS Arena as well, we have to say. So That's tonight, true. ladies and gentlemen, not ladies, women's match. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, in the Ministry of Slam Arena, we have got a match featuring Charlotte Fair and Her Royal Highness, Queen Elizabeth II. Oh my wow. God. So I mean, we're going to find out who is the greatest queen unbelievably so we've got the queen of wrestling charlotte flair against the queen of england unbelievably. Uh, queen elizabeth ii <laughs> unbelievably unbelievable <laughs> start prediction um yeah let's just get the prediction sorted there we go uh there you go you can click into the uh if you're in the, the chat room if you're watching twitch you can predict who you think is going to win this classic uh between <laughs> it this just doesn't feel right does it uh between the queen and the queen <laughs> And it's unbelievable because I go to where I, I get in my time machine, travel all the way back to 1985, and interview Freddie Mercury live at Live Aid. It's unbelievable to talk about Queen. So, <laughs> so here we go with this epic, epic matchup. Oh, Who do you think will win out of Charlotte Flair and Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth the Second? And podcast listeners, if you uh, want to watch this, it goes live on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> this is Lee Russo bro booking. Yeah. Time. It's amazing. So uh, um, get your bets in, guys. So uh, remember, if you get two hundred and fifty thousand slammers, you win. So uh, you get to book a match, actually. So uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you it's worth playing it all on the line. <laughs> it's bet, bet big, guys. Bet big. Uh, so there we go. Coming up later on, it's going to be unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievably. Well, unbelievable. people are already putting some money on the queen. <laughs> a corgi wow. on a pole match from the gruff. So I mean, maybe corgis are involved. We don't know. We'd have to see what happens in the MIS arena later on. Yes. Uh, okay. Next up, we're going to talk about. Um, we were going to have this as a, as one of our this week in wrestling history segments. However, this was too big not to do a little segment on its own. Um, now it was uh, was it the twenty first of July two thousand and one? So twenty years ago on this week, Thursday when we done the CM Punk. Uh, Money That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which thank you to everyone who's uh, who's checked that out. That mm. was a really cool night. Um, so yeah, uh, pay per view uh, that we're talking about now is the invasion. Uh, it was when the WWF had to fend off WCW and ECW. So this this came kind of came off the heels of the WWE. Uh, sorry, WCW being purchased uh, by WWE. Um, uh, WCW guys came in, and it was not very. Um, it just didn't really... Well, they didn't get the big money because everyone was still on their AOL contracts, weren't they? So that's why yeah. they, they couldn't they could, they couldn't do it. Basically, all the big stars like Goldberg and Hogan and everyone else had their, their, their big AOL contracts, as you know we know. And so you, they had to sort of stay with the less, the lower down stars who didn't have the big money contracts, wasn't it? Exactly. Apart exactly. from probably DDP and Booker T. Yeah, DDP and Booker T were probably the, the two biggest stars they had. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and, and a load of the sort of guys you'd associate with the 2000s WCW rather than any of the, uh, like Goldberg or Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, anyone like that, Hogan, none of those guys. So they they, um, they buffed up the alliance, as they called it, with the ECW guys, wasn't it, in the end? Absolutely. Because 
Because I might was was like Rhino and everyone there before. They were, weren't they? Because at WrestleMania so, seventeen, they must absolutely. have been. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Rhino was there before. That's the problem. A lot of these guys who they they brought in, like the Dudleys, were there before. Yeah. Um, you know, some of these people that Taz. they brought in were kind. Of, yeah, exactly. They're already there. They just said like, "Wait, we're not um, WWF anymore. We are now ECW guys." Um, and it was just it just fell really short and no one really cared. It just felt like WWE guys against other WWE guys. But this, this pay-per-view is the biggest selling non WrestleMania pay-per-view in the history of WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Big, I mean, most I think money people making. Probably, uh, people are probably expecting it to be a proper war between the two, not realizing of course that, um, that, it, you know, it was going to be just people all under contract with WWF people, you know, there weren't going to be any big run-ins like, you know, Hulk Hogan wasn't going to come out. Lex Luger wasn't going to come out. Sting wasn't going to come out. You know, people like that. Maybe they were thinking that that was what was going to happen. But we didn't know that at the time, did we? You know, we weren't sure. You might have seen someone come up. But literally through this yeah. whole period of time, you didn't get anyone, did you? No one turned up who was there, who was during the invasion, through the whole invasion. No one knew came in, really. And then it just no. got... That's why then at... Well, basically go through all the matches. I mean... There was it wasn't great, was it? I mean, one of the whoops, one of the best things was was the Frank, uh, Franklin D Roosevelt promo. It started very dramatic about this is the worst thing we've ever <laughs> going through, the biggest invasion, the work, you know, we're in trouble now. But the weird thing was that all the fans at this show, a lot of them were cheering for WCW. Yeah, yeah, again because they just wanted something a bit different. I think. Yeah, um, oh, totally. Yeah, but I mean, you can only imagine what sort of if they could have got all the names from WCW. Forget ECW for this point, and EC, uh, that's not to diss ECW, but they probably needed their own invasion pay per view against uh, WWE, which they kind of had back in '97. But um, yeah, it would have been great to have a proper, full-on, stacked WCW roster against the WWF roster. That's what everyone wanted. Um, Do you think they done it too early? Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, like less than a year after that, you had the NWO there. Yeah. 2003, you had Goldberg there. And Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner, yeah, absolutely. Um, some of these guys, you know, would have really bolstered up the WCW threat. But then again, would it have lost a load of its heat because they waited too long? Probably. Maybe. Yeah, it's a different time. It's 20 years ago. I mean, stuff was moving yeah. slower, wasn't it, at the time? I mean, yeah. was it Rock? Rock was on this, wasn't he? No, Rock wasn't there, was he? Rock wasn't on this card. Uh, the Rock was no, the Rock wasn't on the card. No, no, he no. Wasn't. was he? Because yeah, Booker T was still the WCW champion at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we didn't have didn't have the Rock. But I mean, it was it was strange. I mean, it was. I mean, you had like Nick Patrick versus Earl Hebner, terrible match. Yeah. Like, why so, did they do that? That's well, not what you want to see. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. Let, let's go through. Um, so, like, what happened? So, there was a pre-show match on, um, was it Sunday Night Heat, I think. Right. Uh, Chavo Guerrero representing the Alliance. That was the other thing. They had to call it the Alliance. It wasn't WCW and ECW. It was the Alliance. Just a quickie. Was that WCW logo new for... Yes. New for this? So, they started it. They started that new WCW logo. Do you remember when they did that that infamous WCW having one match at the end of Raw? Yeah. Um, and they had Booker T versus Buff Bagwell. They they designed it for that. So I think if they were going to launch it as as its own product, that would have been the logo. But yeah, I think it probably would have had it a bit more impact if they'd have used the old WCW logo. That that logo was quite good though. I didn't mind that one. It's better than the cat butt one. Oh yeah 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 yeah. It's better than the cat butt one, but not as good as the old. <laughs> yeah, like the classic one, mid nineties one. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, Chavo Guerrero representing the Alliance defeated Scotty Too Hotty in a singles match on Sunday Night Heat. I mean, that match doesn't get much more Sunday Night Heat. No. Than, than that, it's uh, yeah, that's that's classic Sunday Night Heat. 
Um, Edge and Christian representing WWF defeated Lance Storm and Mike Awesome um, from the Alliance. Team Canada. WCW. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Team Canada. Uh, Earl Hebner defeated Nick Patrick in a referee versus referee match with Mick Foley as the special guest referee. Um, yeah, I don't know why we needed that. No. Uh, but apparently we did. I'm not sure. Um, weird. Mm, wasn't great. Uh, the APA, uh, Brad Sean Farouk, representing WWF, defeated Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare, representing WCW. Um, Billy Kidman uh, defeated X-Pac. Billy Kidman, representing WCW, X-Pac, um, uh, uh, representing WWF. Did, did, did Kidman, was that the first time he wore tights? Was he still wearing like the... the, the... Um, yeah, I think it probably was. Hmm. Because yeah, just he always just wore those uh, shorts, short, and the vest jorts, and, and jorts and a vest, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Billy, Kid, that was good. Like, that was the best match on the card, I think, as well. Before, um, as opposed to the main event, really good. I mean, Kidman, Kidman was a big star, wasn't he in, in WCW at the time? He was still, oh, yeah. he was a, he was not a big, big star. I mean, he just beaten Hulk Hogan the year before, hadn't yeah. he? But again, I don't think many people bought that really when he bought Hogan. Uh, no, when he beat Hogan. But he was. Um, I knew of Kidman, and we didn't get WCW much in the UK at that time. So I didn't yeah. know of Kidman. He was working probably from the games as well. Remember, a lot of people had played WCW, NWO Revenge and all that yes. as well. So anyone who wasn't into the WCW over our way probably knew of people like Kidman and a few of them from the games because they were main characters in those WCW N64 games, which were huge at the time, of course, weren't they? Mm. Mm, absolutely. Um, you had uh, Raven representing ECW defeated William Regal. Now that's both great wrestlers, but a bit of a weird mix, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah. in Raven hardcore guy against William Regal yeah. um, Chris Canyon Hugh Morris and Sean Stasiak again all good uh, well two of them are good workers Sean Stasiak not so much defeating Albert Big Show and Billy Gunn representing WWF Albert was an intercontinental champion during this Jesus which is a bad intercontinental champion yeah bad times bad times um, you've got uh, Tajiri WWF uh, defeating Taz that, that was a was, a big ECW match in the past, wasn't it? Those guys, it, absolutely. Yeah, they've had uh, they had their their uh, classic matches in ECW. Uh, RVD um, represented ECW, defeating Jeff Hardy, who was the hardcore uh, championship uh, or the hardcore champion at the time. So he won the hardcore championship. So that's the only match on the card for a belt. It would appear, yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Totally. And that was, I, I remember the, the entrance way of this pay-per-view. It kind of, it was very, almost like AEW style where you had two separate entrances. Oh, there, that's cool, yeah. And there's it, there was sort of a, a big hole in the middle of them. If you imagine it was sort of like a Y shape coming off of the, yeah, uh, yeah. the entrance. And um, who was it? Jeff Hardy ended up getting chucked into that hole. Wow. I think in between. Um, typical Jeff Hardy. What's going on? Are you being invaded? No? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just opened it. Oh, okay. Thanks, Meryl. That was weird. Just because it's your birthday, you don't yeah. have to take advantage. Yeah, come on, Meryl. Bloody hell. Doing a live show. Yeah. Um, uh, then we had, uh, obviously, that was a pretty good match, RVD and Jeff Hardy. So yes. you needed uh, something completely different to... Uh, Bring the crowd down or up. Uh, yeah, br or up. <laughs> we need that uh, Chris Seaman in there again, whatever his name was, uh, for Trish Stratus and Lita representing WWF versus Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler. Uh, Brian Panty's match with Mick Foley as the special guest referee. You don't get that anymore. Mad, isn't it? What a quick 20 years ago, and that was like a thing that was like. Except, Let's do this. 
Let's... We've got 20 minutes to kill. What should we do? A bra let's, and panties match. Put loads of like, girls in the ring with no... With, in, like, it's no so umbrella. weird that it's the same company Like that we watch. Oh, don't do bullying and all that other stuff, you know? Yeah, be a star. <laughs> We're a family-run company, yet they've done bra and panties matches with like... <laughs> with like their, their women talent. It's, like, it's mad. They're not booked in to be like, basically taking their clothes off, but they're like, oh, no, that's what you're doing. Bra yeah. and panties matches. These oh. girls who think, oh, I used to love Hulk Hogan as a kid. I imagine if I was a girl, I'd be main event in WrestleMania. Yeah. And uh, yeah, stay in there, get your pants off. Why was Disco Inferno never in WWE? I think, I don't know if, um, if Vince ever liked him. I mean, he was good, mm. but I, I don't think he was, uh, don't think Vince ever, um, ever. Uh, I seem to remember that on a, hearing that on a podcast. Right. Could be wrong. And then we had the big 10-man tag team match. Um, with the WCW-ECW coalition, which is Booker T, Bubba Ray Dudley, already there, DDP, kind of already there because he was he came in and did the stalker thing, uh, Devon, already and there, and Ryan, Rhino, already, already there. there. They were with Shane McMahon, WWE guy, Stephanie McMahon, WWE guy, and Paul Heyman. He was already there. He was already there. Um, against Team WWF, Chris Jericho, who yeah. had already wrestled for ECW and WCW, Kane, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who again had wrestled for WCW and uh, ECW, and The Undertaker, who had wrestled for WCW with Vince McMahon. So it just felt, it just wasn't right. It just didn't feel that's right. That's why the only the only two real stars, I'd say out of that whole card, you've got Kidman, DDP, Booker T, and Rob Van Dam. I know Rob Van Dam had gone on Raw briefly, mm, but they were the yeah, only outside of the company really real proper stars, I'd say, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And DDP was a bad guy. Ridiculous. That's terrible, isn't it? He should have been, he should have been a superstar. DDP could have been a huge superstar in WWE if they brought him in right at that point. Mm. And wasn't the storyline like Linda had got pissed off with Vince, so that's why she allowed Shane to have a like a, a beyond something here i don't know yeah because wasn't vince sleeping with trish stratus in storyline of course and then um vince had a uh no linda had a stroke and she was in this wheelchair right so or was that after i can't even remember i think she had a stroke and was in a wheelchair at wrestlemania 17 wasn't she was it 17 or was it oh i can't remember anyway uh yeah but anyway they, they hated each other at this sort of time so yeah they um Oh. Yeah, that's how that's how Shane ended up buying WCW. What a disappointment though. It could have been huge. Was it is it I mean look how big it was. One of the biggest yeah, I think it is still the biggest selling non WWE non WrestleMania pay per view ever to most money mm. made at a pay per view. It's the biggest one ever. You know, how like weird. imagine if they had the proper stars. So they could have held that off for another year. Surely. Yeah, they could have. Oh, you'd they need this Hulk Hogan on that. And if you have the other the guys, like the NWO, imagine that. Or Bishop. And then what happens at the end? You know, you get Hulk Hogan turn on WCW, join back with WWF and does the posing in the ring and everyone goes, I'm happy. Yeah, something like that. Like red and yellow Hulk Hogan. Because everyone would have cheered for him. Like we're fantasy yeah. booking now, which is bananas. But like that's literally could have been it. Can it you do it a bit later, Hogan turns up, all the crowd are cheering for him, which they still would have. Yeah. Um, and then he turns on everyone, goes good again. And it's Hogan and the WWE and he's the leader with The Rock versus Stone Cold maybe still turns it. Unbelievable. We're like yeah. fancy booking Lee. It's good stuff. But yeah, it's such a shitter, isn't it? It would have been amazing. I remember being so excited about this though. Yeah, because it was yeah, what we'd what we'd always thought about of um 
you know wwf and wcw coming up against each other and i kind of in my head i was like this will be amazing but i kind of knew in the back of my head you know it's not going to be that good it went on for a long time as well didn't it it went on for like right up till summer uh, survive series wasn't it yeah, that's when yeah. they done the match to end all matches or the, the match beyond mm. or whatever it was against each other in a proper yeah. Survivor Series elimination match. And this is also, which we've completely skipped over, was one Stone Cold joined the Alliance. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you got yeah, Booker, T, Booker T and Kurt Angle in the ring and both men are down and Stone Cold comes in and stuns Kurt Angle and, then, and then puts Booker T on top of Kurt Angle. And then Stone Cold turns and joins the Alliance and then everyone's Stone Cold's bitch in the Alliance basically for the rest of the time isn't it isn't it which again the mate, the person who kind of beat the crap out of WCW in the whole Attitude Era was was Austin yeah and it, it just made no sense Austin uh, Stone Cold certainly that that character is as WWF as you can get um what happened with Kurt Angle he joined as well didn't he uh he was in team WW uh WWF Maybe have a word with that seagull, Lee. I can hear it. Yeah, I think he's he's trying to have a word. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll ask him. I think he he said that uh, Stone Cold uh, Kurt Angle wasn't in the alliance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he was a spy <laughs> in the alliance, right? Yeah. Because then he came, and, and then the next night after Survivor Series, which we'll probably get to later on in the year, he was a spy, screwed the alliance, and then on the Raw after Vince McMahon was going to give Kurt Angle the belt, and then and then down comes the ring, Ric Flair, mm. and Stephanie. Wow. And Shane sold their stock to an investor. And I was the investor. <laughs> and Vince McMahon scraping his ear going. Oh, yeah. He does that weird. Um, yeah, that's funny. That was actually really good. That's, that's a gif, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, disappointing, I guess, this pay-per-view. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon so. I reckon so. It is a little bit uh, disappointing. Hmm. What a shame. What a shame. Hmm, wrestling didn't win that night. It no. did money-wise, but it didn't win for the foundation, I guess. So, yeah. Oh. But it's worthwhile, uh, you know, going back and watching it. It's an interesting point in history. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There we go. Um, next. Okay, next. We've got another conversation topic. In retrospect, maybe we should have broken the two conversation topics up, but it's all good. Um, so we, we've we got so some big news has dropped this week. Yeah. Uh, about oh, stuff massive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, huge. Potentially some of the biggest news, if it if it comes to fruition, um, some of the biggest news uh, in wrestling for yes. the last however many years. I think it's it's absolutely ginormous. It it well, everyone, if you're watching this, you listen to the podcast, you know. But basically, the news is that Brian Danielson and CM Punk have possibly signed for AW. It's unbelievable. Like yep. together as well. Like oh my god, oh my god, this is like this is like National Hall. It is, it is a bit, yeah. I mean, so let's read the news story. So according to a report from Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net, uh, Brian Danielson has signed with AEW with a source describing him as 100% locked in. Uh, it's further reported that Brian was looking uh, for a reduced work schedule for a comparable money he was making in WWE, which makes sense. He's got two kids now, uh, wants to spend a little bit of time at home. Um, it's also being said he was looking for creative input regarding his character and the opportunity to work in New Japan. According to the Body Slam report, both conditions were met. Um, in a second report from uh, uh, Body Slam's Brian, Brian's AEW debut is scheduled for the AEW Dynamite Grand Slam show that will take place at oh. Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York. So we looked at the pictures of that stadium, didn't we, the other week? Again, um, that's nearly sold out already. Yeah. Before this was announced. Yeah. Yeah. It was further stated that Brian's debut is being saved for the Queen show so that AEW can wrap up plans going to the all-out pay-per-view. 
however, it's further noted that plans could be changed with reports of CM Punk possibly signing with AEW, um, which could potentially move up or move back Brian's debut. So former WWE champion CM Punk is said to be in talks with AEW for an in-ring return. Uh, Fightful and F4W Online are reporting that Punk and a company official have had ongoing conversations about an in-ring return. And it's also being said that higher-ups in WWE believe that Punk is heading to AEW and that other companies have had interest but have not heard of any offers. This is huge. This is absolutely huge. If these guys have actually signed for AEW, oh my God. Yeah. It's quite I mean, exciting. It's because they're allowed to they're allowed to be who they want to be. Mm. And they're good anyway. They're yeah, not exactly. Like they're not gonna be held. It's like if Punk came back to wrestling and went to the Fed, it would be the it would be shit in the end. It might be good at the start. Yeah. But you know they the do you, would know, ruin it. you know that you know because you know the people who are in charge there. And mm. no matter how much they say they've built a bridge, they'd stitch him up. They would. They'd yeah. do something to stitch him up and make him and he'd get fed up, but he would have been locked into a contract and it'd be a nightmare again. Because all those same people are still there. You know, look what they did. They they sued him on his wedding day. Yeah. You know, that's petty. Imagine if they say they're not bullies. They are. They're bad people sometimes, allegedly, or whatever it is. You know, they are. They, they literally sued him on his on on his wedding day to AJ Lee. So if he went to the Fed back, that's he's not gonna do that. So to come here and be as creative as he is as well, because he's such a creative guy. Oh, um, And be off the reins. And in a company, because he, I think, I think they, um, oh, they fired him. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Process. So I think, I think they, um, I've, I've lost track of my thought. What was that? I've, I've, <laughs> I completely lost it. I, read the, I, th- I think what they, like. So having be, creative control yeah. in AEW. And, yeah. If they and went it, back to WWE, they'd be misused. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And like, so he's there and I, I really think like he's going to be able to have these epic and it's, do you, do you think, okay, so do you think if he goes there, let's just talk about punk, will people be, if he gets into the title picture and all this other stuff, oh, it's an XWE guy, he's older. He's 42. He's younger than a lot of the people that are main stars now. He's still, but he hasn't wrestled. So his body's in good shape. He also doesn't drink and do drugs. So it's, that's not a worry as well. And his body's probably going to be in quite good shape on that sort of situation. As he's, he's a seven years off to rest his body. So I think he's physically going to be quite good. And again, he's got such charisma. He's so great on the mic. You know, even if he's not quite as good in the ring as he used to be, who's, who cares? Cause he's that personality. He can go toe to toe with Jericho and have some classic promos and stuff there. It would be awesome. It'd be, um, it'd be really good, wouldn't it? And then, like, imagine Punk and, and MJF. Wow! On the mic against each other. I mean, that's yeah, that's incredible sort of stuff. That's 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 really really good. I mean, what about uh, Danielson versus Omega? Yeah, I mean, amazing. Stuff like that. Yeah. Phenomenal. Or, or it's really quite an exciting situation, and just for for wrestling fans all over. This is, in my opinion, when all these releases have happened. I was so hoping some of these bigger guys were going to go to AW because I, I like the idea of a company growing. So rest for us guys, it it just becomes much more of a world to get just to be our fandom can grow, can't it? Yeah. And yeah. as a good competitor, so it pushed WWE to be better as well. You know, think about I mean they 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 had their biggest rating ever two weeks ago, didn't they? I mean their ratings were great this week again. This is without yeah. Punk and Daniel Bryan there. And this now is... everyone's going to be watching every single week because they're going to expect Punk and Brian, Punk or Brian, to come out and interfere in a match or something. Some, you know, they're expecting them to come out. 
Yeah, Mel yeah, said. Amazing. Mel said it's essentially history repeating itself. I'm not a big fan of AEW, but they have the momentum. They have people talking. Plus, right now, it's the mindset of anything but WWE, and it's totally true, isn't it? I mean, look, yeah. look at this. I mean. I, I generally do think there's a big difference between bringing someone who can still work. We don't know what Punk's like, but Brian Danielson, who was in the main event at WrestleMania, and he's going to be coming in potentially to AEW, and he can still work and go. And he, you know, and it's great he can because he obviously got, I was off for three years, wasn't he, with his injuries and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. They can absolutely. still go. I mean, look at the Fed. They've brought back Cena and Goldberg. I mean, the, we just said the Goldberg thing is a complete waste of time. Mm. It's literally a waste of time. Yep. Cena got a really big pop when he came back, but I imagine after a couple of appearances, people are going to be already at that point getting bored of him. Yeah, I think uh, there'll be a um, there'll be sort of like a, t- a scales where it will tip over and people will start getting more into reigns again. Mm, you know, yeah, with that to be honest, because it, it, so. it lasts for him. Yeah, over to SummerSlam, but I, I I'm not hopeful. Cena will get a huge pop. However, Goldberg is a stink. Goldberg is a stinker now. He really is, but. This is so exciting because they're doing well already, already without these guys, isn't it? They're, yeah, do- yeah. they're doing good already, which is amazing. It's it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. I mean, who do you want to see them debut against? Or what do you want to see them come out together? No, 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 no. They, try and keep them as separate as long as you possibly can. Otherwise, they'll just go in, you know, I mean, or do you bring them in as a tag team? Do you bring them in as... They can't do a faction with taking over because we all know, you know, that doesn't yeah, yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. I think keep him separate as much as you can. I'd have Punk immediately come in and start going after Jericho. Really? But Jericho might not be around. No. So, and again, it depends if they're going to come in as faces or heels. They're going to get cheered, whatever happens. So I'd imagine they'd both be faces. Martin's just said they already announced a bunch of shows with senior appearances and ticket sales for all of them to surge. Don't discount the master of Fergonomics. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, again, I mean, it'll be good. For, for now but i think at the moment yeah, everyone hated cena when he left but you know now he's he's back uh, he's just anything but the shit that they're putting on tv at the moment bring back john cena yay yeah i mean it's it's all right but god it's this is like and then and then let's just go on next this is another discussion topic for this week you've mm. got these two guys there the aw have got super momentum you've got like darby allen last week headlining their main show against mm. ethan page who someone being me year ago year and a half ago whatever i had maybe heard of darby allen had heard of ethan page but didn't really know them and now i'm fans of those guys and what they do is their work amazing this is great stuff so you've got these guys headlining biggest ratings ever and this is before you've even got these guys coming in to be the huge stars it's 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 really 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 is quite exciting but like i'm saying you've got darby allen there who is now headlining and yeah. AEW, and he's been built up over the last 18 months for us to be people like me and all us guys to be a big fan of these guys. And then you look at Raw this week with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, who yeah. I have seen, because like you guys have said to me, go and watch NXT, Lawrence. Go and watch NXT. Lee, watch NXT. And we've seen Karrion Cross, and I've been here on this show going, bloody great. Wow, his entrance with, uh, his, his entrance with Scarlett Bordeaux. Amazing. He goes on Raw and loses to Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Within two minutes, whatever. Was without it? without uh, Scarlet there, and it was just not. It was not him. Absolutely terrible. What mm. what Goldberg never started a streak with losing the first match. Yeah, imagine Goldberg. Oh, he lost his first match, and now he's going to be good when his streak comes in. Rubbish. Like what? Again, like if you know these guys are going to end up going to the main roster in a, in NXT, why are you even bothered about it? It's it's not. I can't, I can't get into, you know, it's ruined it. Comparing it to people like Darby Allen and these other guys who have just gone, 
and Skyrim become general, quite big jungle boy, you know, all these other guys that are in AEW. It's just, I'm not, I can't believe they've done that to him. I cannot believe someone like Jeff Hardy, who they've been burying, mm. literally burying, being rubbish, losing on main event, beats Karrion Cross, the NXT champion, and he came out with a belt. Yeah. He wore the belt. And they've given him his new his old music back. Oh, my God. Is this to build up Jeff Hardy? Because there was loads of Jeff Hardy stuff on their YouTube channel this week. Yeah. It's, Something's, yeah, it's, mm, it's weird. It's a bit of a risk in my mind. I just don't understand why they just buried Karen Cross. Why? Yeah, I know. Why, and Keith Lee, why did he have to lose to Bobby Lashley? Why can, Keith Lee's good. Why couldn't Xavier Woods lose to him? Yeah, to wrap up that new day story. I've destroyed the new day. You're fan favorites. Now who's going to beat me next? Then Goldberg comes out. Why do they have to be Keith Lee? Keith Lee could be huge. I mean, at some point it's going to be, you know, these people aren't going to be around. Bobby Lashley's going to have had enough. No one's going to care about him anymore. Roma Reigns people won't care about anymore. And you're going to need these younger stars and they're, they just don't just, seem to be doing a very good job. And just as an artistic thing, if these guys are there, they're working their ass off. They've got so many bumps. Their but their, their, was it the bunk bump? What's it called? The bump uh, calendar or something? They yeah. take, their bodies only can take so many bumps. And they're yeah, using that. Yeah. They, yes, they're getting financially rewarded. But these yeah. guys who are starting off, they're building up and they're getting, they end up getting to the main roster. Mm. Bump card, that's what it is. They yeah. get into the main roster and then they're treated. They, that happens to them. Like, then they see what other people have left and they're becoming, they go into AEW. You know what I mean? And they're like, they're just, they're just allowed to be organic. And yeah, they'll be like, "Why am I going to bother doing this? I could go here to this other place." And that's why CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are going to AEW. Oh, I can go and work in Japan as well, and Mexico. Oh, and yeah. pop up an impact, and then maybe go to Ring of Honor as well. Yeah. Or I could just go on here, and I'm just told by guys completely out of touch with everything to mm. to just uh, you know, he's completely out of touch. What was that? I mean, I I would like to know, Martin. Oh, Doctor, but Martin, I would love to know what you think as about Karrion Cross. Whether that's you call in or you're right in the chat room, can you, could you let us know? As you were a big NXT fan, you and Debs, yeah. that, that'd be great. As you guys always have said to me and Lee to watch NXT, what do you yeah. think? That's and uh, also, uh, if you want some other stuff to check out on Twitch when you're not watching the MOS Network, check out uh, Debs's stream on uh, doing Sea of Thieves. They pop up every so often. So yeah, every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Martin, oh, might Martin cool. might cool. Oh my god! Oh my god! Don't get your hopes up. <sighs> button's ready <laughs> okay well we'll talk about that i'm sure and in the calls a little bit later on but um do you think it's time doris i can't wait to find so, out who's going to win this match it's quite exciting i mean oh god it's <sighs> wrestling's in a good spot lee i just gotta say whatever's happening I mean, with young up-and-comers like the queen in this... wrestling these days oh. <laughs> why did we think about doing this match i don't that was you so totally you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course. Um, so... so let's have a look at how, what the vote's looking like. Um, the, the betting is looking like as we move up to uh, the oh. MOS Arena match. Go on. So we've got, we've got, so 76% of the votes have been for the Queen. Wow. Um, which is amazing. So, oh, wait, is this how that works? Oh, no, no, that no, wait, six of the votes. The, the, the stupid Twitch thing. This is about the, the it's actually the slammers. So 76% of the slammers have been put on the queen, but right. six of the votes have been put on to Charlotte Flair. So, uh, so yes, so we haven't done the payout yet. So we have to find out who, who wins. But, Absolutely. Um, ladies Let's and gentlemen, so before, 
We go see our main man, Glenn and GX Counts. Thank you, Glenn, for sponsoring the Ministry Slam Arena. Ministry of Slam, we'd like to thank our Ministry of Slam Arena sponsor, GX Accounts. We are in the lush, branded GX Accounts studio here as we uh, welcome GX Accounts to the Ministry of Slam team. GX Accounts are recognised as a leading cloud accounting firm in the UK. They work with online packages such as Zero, QuickBooks, FreeAgent and Dext. They take the pain out of bookkeeping and they keep their clients on top of their taxes and free up their time so they can do what they want in their spare time such as watching wrestling or even watching Ministry of Slam. If people want to get in touch with GX Accounts, they can do so over at their website, gxaccounts.com. Or you can check out the GX Accounts social media. Just search GX Accounts on Facebook and Twitter. Or GX Glenn is in the Discord. Just sling him a message over there. Ministry of Slam would like to thank GX Accounts for sponsoring the Ministry of Slam arena. Not only does wrestling win, but GX Accounts wins. So, podcast listeners, if you want to check out who wins between Queen Elizabeth II and Charlotte Flair, check it out on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the MOS Network this very Tuesday at around 7pm UK. And I'd be interested to see after that uh, amazing result, if you could, uh, anyone in the chat room, uh, put on, uh, put in the the chat room how uh, many slammers you've got now. I'm interested to see how many slammers people have got because i don't think we can actually see it without going to a great deal of trouble um, he's got sixty-four thousand, so he's uh he? he's getting there he's a fifth of the way to getting uh getting to pick his own match unbelievable yes uh that's cool that's cool what a great match what uh what an exciting match but do you know what we oh she's down to 184 sophia had is down to 184 she was close oh close wow 250,000 to pick a match yeah, uh, Mel's got eighteen point eight slammers. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I've only got nineteen thousand. I don't know how many. Uh, but... I don't bet. Oh, eighteen. Yeah, eighteen point eight. Um, okay, so we like to get excited uh, about uh, things, and, and and you know this is uh, yeah that MOS Arena match was phenomenal. We're extremely excited about that, but we do from time to time have to make things a little bit more serious. Yes, wrestling is a very serious competitive sport. Of course, Pants, so men, all sorts of things. Exactly, all sorts of things. Women. Canyons of semen. Um, Muscles. <laughs> yeah. Aloe vera. Um, that's quite good if you if you shave and you need to cool off the shaving, put some aloe vera yeah, on your face. aloe vera, that's the way forward. Or your body hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Tanning. It's now time for a very serious wrestling promo. And now, Ministry of Slam proudly presents a very serious Wrestling promo. John Cena, we already made one truce tonight, but because of what's already transpired against us, we give you our word that we will at least hear you out if you acknowledge that we, the Nexus, run this show. If you understand that if you continue with this ridiculously futile resistance, we'll make your life miserable for what's left of your little career. So make it easy on yourself, John. Why don't you just come out here right now? Why don't you come out here and show some remorse for assaulting Darren Young a few weeks ago? Why don't you come out here and show some remorse for assaulting me with those steel steps, along with everyone else in the Nexus last night? You know what? If you do, maybe, maybe, we'll consider ending this. But just remember, John, 
This is all on you. Michael Tarver, 19th of July, 2010. And that was a very serious wrestling promo. Hey, this is Brett the Hitman Hart. Best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And you're listening to the Ministry of Slam. We're back, Lee. We're back. That was very serious. That was so serious. Ridiculously serious. I was so serious, I forgot to put my hat on. It was so serious. Is that the first time you've been on? No, because Ducks, you didn't wear the hat, did you? No, no. um, Still no season two of Ducks announced, guys. No, I mean yeah, that's upsetting, isn't it? We want um, we want season two of Ducks. There is going to be a season two of Loki, uh, Clarkson's Farm, <laughs> Cl- Cl- which I really like. Clarkson's um, Farm. Yeah. What's that about? Jeremy Clarkson owning on a, a farm. farm. Oh god. Yeah. It oh, is no. pretty funny, but you, I know you don't like uh, Jeremy Clarkson, so. And I bet I don't like what he does on that farm either. No, I'm guessing. No, probably. <laughs> probably well, not. I mean, yeah, let's let's just move on from that. Um, <laughs> Moving on, uh, <laughs> it's so, now time for my favourite segment of the show. Yes. Oh, before we we say Go about on. ducks, Caroline, you got to start a writing campaign to get duck season two. It's on. It's on you, Caroline. So yeah, move it yeah, on. No, no, uh, no responsibility or anything. No, just yeah, get on with it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Right, so your favourite section, Lee. My favourite section of the show is this week. In wrestling history, we've got some good ones coming up this week. Yeah. Um, now, my first, uh, the first one that we've got, this took place uh, 21st of July, 1992, uh, 20 years ago. And um, do you know, why have I put 20 years ago? I don't know, Lee. That's not 20 years ago. That's like 29 years ago. It is. That's... Wow. 1992 was the first ever ladder match. I mean, the first ever WWF ladder match. Yeah. Now, uh, this was something that apparently, if you read, read Bret Hart's book, they started um, uh, Stampede Wrestling did uh, did um, ladder matches all the time, and yeah. they were sort of uh, built up feuds and stuff. Uh, so it was Bret that suggested the concept of the ladder match to Vince, yeah. And um, so uh, he said, "Right, stick me in the ring with Shawn Michaels. We'll do a ladder match. I'll show you how, how good it can be." So this was before SummerSlam '92. Um, after uh, WrestleMania 8, so after Shawn Michaels obviously had turned heel. Yeah. And uh, yeah, 21st of July, Bret Hart was the Intercontinental Champion and defeated Shawn Michaels um, in this ladder match to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Now, the interesting thing about this is that um, it you know, kind of disappeared for a little bit until WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Um, and sort of Bret thought, you know, he was the guy to bring in the ladder match to the WWE, uh, even though this one wasn't actually televised. I think you can probably get it on Coliseum Video. Yeah, yeah. Rightly. Um, but uh, yeah, you can uh, the the next ladder match, the the proper first official ladder match uh, on pay per view was at WrestleMania 10, and it was Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Bret Hart didn't get a look in; he felt a little bit slighted. By oh, him. and didn't he whinge about it for the rest of forever? Oh, I actually done the first ladder match. God, yeah. he never stopped whinging about it. Bret Hart, the the ultimate wrestling moaner. God, he, <laughs> I've done the first round of the match in wrestling. He moaned about it for any time you hear him talk about the match on me and Shawn Michaels did it. Oh, mm. does it matter really? It doesn't yeah. matter really, Brett. You know, to be honest, stop said, moaning. Uh, Smack 'em, whack 'em is the name of the video, the Coliseum Home video. And I'm not sure if it's if that's in its entirety on um, the network. 
Uh, but I, I'm sure you can find the match somewhere on on WWE Network. So it's worth a look. So you know what I saw today? I was looking at I was looking um around for ladder match first. And Ed. I saw talking about and anyone go see Shawn Michaels bum? Oh wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I've been good. Wow. Um, I looking around <laughs> looking around for these ladder match good. ladder matches. I found ladder match online from Stampede Wrestling as well, Lee, which yeah. wasn't this week in wrestling history, but it was Jake the Snake or Jake Roberts versus Big Daddy Ritter, who was Junkyard Dog in yeah, a Stampede yeah. ladder match. And rather than having the A-frame ladder, so both guys can go up, there was some guy in the ring holding it as it's leaned on sort of like a stanchion above the ring. It was mad. Like, that's it was crazy. from 1979, Jake Roberts in a ladder match against Junkyard Dog. Like, that's crazy. You would have thought you'd ever see And Jake Roberts got tied up in the ropes and Junkyard Dog got the belt. Spoilers. I for... never thought I'd see Junkyard Dog in a ladder match. Yeah, who would have thought Just Junkyard normally, Dog? Traditionally, you thought, um, you know, people like Brett and Sean, like the, the uh, lighter guys you'd think would be good for it. Jake is... I well, he had a bit, lighter, a bit of an afro at the time and his moustache. And Junkyard Dog was a lot skinnier. But Okay. It's for free on YouTube, and it's actually uploaded from WWE. Junkyard Dog versus Jake Roberts in a ladder match. The, the, the <laughs> mad thing is the ladder. There's an actual guy holding it as it's leaned on a bit of metal crossing or something. You can't see where the, where the belt is at the top. Yeah. And he's actually holding up the one side of the ladder. So Junkyard Dog, imagine the weight. <laughs> Goodness me. It's, uh, it's mad. Responsibility. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, wait, don't let your shoe slip. But yeah, that's, that's actually on YouTube. You go see that as well. So that's, that's quite a good, good little... <laughs> I tried to watch this match. I couldn't find it. It's not anywhere on the internet. So, um, but obviously it might be on the network. But yeah, there's Sean, the Sean okay. Brett one. That was um, yeah, interesting. Stampy did. It's quite interesting that they did do these. You saw them on the internet. So yeah, okay. cool. There we go. That Brilliant. is the first so one. The first one. Uh, moving on to the twenty second of July, nineteen ninety six, which is twenty five years ago. Wow. Um, uh, on the twenty second. Um, so Ron Simmons. Now I was excited about Ron Simmons. I loved him in WCW. He's really yeah. good. Uh, good in in uh, in WCW as a world champion. Uh, one half of Doom. Really liked his run against Lex Luger in in ninety one. Um, but he made his WWF debut as Farouk Assad. Yes. Uh, on Raw, and if you're looking at the at the Twitch stream at the moment, we've got a picture of Farouk uh, prior to his debut with his big blue helmet on, and uh, in the hallways of Bayside High, it looks like as well. It looks like yeah, yeah, uh, or Angel Grove. Ah. Yeah. Power Rangers. Gonna... Yeah, it did yeah, Angel Grove. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like yeah, I saw this, and um, so you've got. Ahmed Johnson and Sean versus the Smoking Guns. And yeah, so Sean's getting beaten up. And then Ahmed goes for the hot tag, tags in. Yeah, Sean goes for the hot tag, tags not Ahmed Johnson. And Ahmed Johnson gets like clotheslined out of the ring. Yeah. And then Farouk just comes down and starts beating the shit out of him. Um, and then they call the match off. And suddenly he's like, yeah, get him, get him. I bought you here, get him. But it's really weird because like, Vince, like, oh my God, who's that? Who's that? Who is it? And it. And they, they call him Ron Simmons. Jerry Lawler, that's Ron Simmons. That's Ron Simmons. So they yeah. call him Ron Simmons on that section. But what a shit. Like, and why was, it, why was he managed why? by Sonny? Yeah, Kang the Conquest. Kang, that's, <laughs> that's right, Mark. Well done. I like that one. Um, but why, why? Why was he not Ron Simmons? Terrible. It's Ron Simmons. It would have been... I mean, it was the time of characters, wasn't it? In um, 1996, it was around about the era where you had the plumber and the dentist and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, slightly later on, but what was he supposed yeah. to be for Rukasad? Some sort of modern day gladiator, I think. Right. Absolutely but... terrible. Like mm. rubbish. That helmet looks quite good, I guess. I mean, it must have been. <laughs> I wonder if he could hear much because it's covering his ears. Yeah. He doesn't even get to hear the crowd pop because he's got a 
Hellmouth. Absolutely awful. Like, he should have been Ron Simmons. And he? he hasn't got the awesome Tash that Ron Simmons used to have. No, yeah, no Tash. No. That's what's missing. And he was Farouk when he was in the uh, Acolytes, wasn't he? They didn't call him Ron Simmons. No, he was, yeah, it was Farouk, yeah, because it was Farouk and Bradshaw, but he, they lost the Assad bit. I just don't know where they got the name from. Yeah. It was uh, awful. Well, I think the helmet looks good as, as a costume design, Barracles. Like, you know, in sense, it's rubbish, but it looks like it fits him quite well. No knee pads either. I hate no. wrestlers with no knee pads. That's what I um I always thought, you know, with Cody Rhodes, when we saw him in Money of the Bank 2011. Yeah. That we watched the other night. Um, why have no knee pads? Wrestlers are stupid with no knee pads. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Just it was because it. It, he was out. I mean, he left the WCW in 94 and it took yeah. him two years to get to the Fed. Didn't he go into ECW? Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I remember Challenge, that. Challenged Shane Douglas for the belt and yeah. didn't didn't win. It was unsuccessful in his challenge Very for the weird. belt. But like mad like he was the first african-american champion and he's mm. booked in that's a weird gimmick like very very weird um strange time in wrestling and at the same time done a biography i'd love to read that i'm not sure and at the same time you've got like the nwo over on wcw yeah. no wonder there was massive difference in the two two shows mm. which it, hey you know once bitten twice shy that could literally be happening now you never know in the future a few months later yeah, yeah. we're all quite excited but just to go back to this time <laughs> we're all a little bit excited we are um so there we go ron simmons farouk Assad, uh debuts on raw second 22nd of july 1996 next up um number three 21st of july 2014 uh the new day debuted on raw um obviously they, they'd all been in uh, wwe previous to this but um you know they, they come together as a, as a, a three-man group and um so before this again we saw on um 2011 wow. uh, money in the bank kofi kingston was the jamaican guy yeah who was uh sort of happy clappy all the time and um then he lost his jamaican accent uh biggie was the bodyguard for dolph ziggler yeah for a while. It was biggie langston and um yeah uh finally let him come out of his, his shell a little bit and uh you know give him a bit of character i don't remember what xavier woods was doing before the new day of course, he was Consequences Creed, wasn't he, before? He were, yeah, but in, in WWE, did he come straight into to New Day? I don't think he I did. I think he did. Did he? I can't remember. I, I, was he just like a jobber, not doing much, like a low-down guy? Maybe. Mr. Price. Losing, yeah. Losing. Just losing. Yeah, he did, wasn't doing a lot, was he? Yeah. He came, he came down because they were teaming against... Um, who were they teaming against? They were teaming against someone. I can't remember who it was. But, uh, as uh, Big E and... and um, my brain's rubbish because I've not had much sleep. Kofi were teaming together and they lost the match. They lost. And then Xavier Woods comes down dressed like Brother Love. Quite weird. Yeah. So, uh, breast up, and he says, this is uh, this company doesn't help people like us. We need to unite together. And it was a, a heel group, wasn't it? They were a heel group. Yeah, at the absolutely. Start. Not all silly. Not silly at all, was it? No, no. All the colours um, and stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, very, very different. Oh, because I remember, no, what it was, you were seeing Xavier Woods before this in vignettes being like the preacher guy. He was doing like with choirs and stuff. And then his debut as this character was coming down with these two and getting them to join up together. Sorry. Right. No, it's cool. Yeah, choir entrance, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, of course, completely different as it ended up and made tons of money for the Fed and made these characters become huge, you know, tons of money on merch and made tons of money for these guys, really, wasn't it? 
preacher e <laughs> yes yeah i do remember that it's um yeah i mean again it just goes to shake and puts people in a gimmick and then just tweak it slightly but i get the impression that these guys the three of them they're, they're quite sort of tight-knit together they're all really good friends they they come up with their ideas and i think vince listens to them as well they know what's going to be entertaining um yeah so yeah quite quite interesting isn't it um how they've uh, seven years know, eight years no seven years ago 2014 seven years seven, years, seven yeah. years for the new day have been together in a way of course biggie is separate to them now yeah. um could it be coming to an end yeah maybe i don't know maybe um on the new day what did you think did you see did you see smackdown lee uh no i didn't i've seen the highlights of smackdown I did you of did you see the 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 that 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 um like big festival I know, oh, what, the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing where the stage fell down like hours before it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, that was weird, wasn't it? The crowd weren't really cheering for them, were they? No, was, I don't think it was a wrestling crowd. No, not at all. It was hundreds of thousands of people there watching wrestling on a on a music stage. It was really weird. Yeah, um, very odd. You had like Sasha Banks versus uh, Carmella. And then, uh, no, not so Bianca Belair versus Carmella. People, were, I don't know if the people were really into it too much, were they? It was a, it was a weird one. I quite, uh, liked, it, it, I quite liked the different setting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just felt different, didn't it? It was a bit like, um, you know, when AEW started going to Daly's place, it just looks a little bit different. Mm. Um, and that that's what I like. It's just when they said they were going to do new sets and everything, and all they've just got is these giant screens now. Brilliant. We've seen it a billion times before. Yeah. It doesn't look any different. doesn't feel any different. But yeah, that, that little segment did feel a bit different. They should do some stuff like that. I love it when wrestling's in a different setting. Like, yeah, me too. I love it. I think it's great. Like, WCW was great for that. All those years they used to do it in, like, swimming pools and you know yeah yeah the, shopping um, malls yeah club la vila and yeah stuff yeah like, that. like beaches yeah, really i wish you when it oh we've missed it now bash at the beach 1995 we should yeah. watch that like the baywatch one that'd be so good i'd love to watch that <laughs> but we need to do on a, an anniversary that'd be really good because just that's hundred thousand people there just watching on the beach yeah just sat there watching <laughs> do you reckon we'll ever get a big event in the uk we will eventually and i think it'll be AEW before well wwe's big chance is going to be doing it next summer for SummerSlam. 2022 yeah so it's 30 years after after um, SummerSlam 92 but i think AEW are going to bring a pay-per-view over before that and i when they say big it's going to be wembley arena or something or the o2 or something like that it's not going to be big 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 but um i think it'll still be pretty cool the uh, bericles bericles uh podcast has just asked when did the episode air that was months later so the baywatch episode aired in february so they would have had the better bash at the pay-per-view in july 95 and the episode of Baywatch debuted in February 1996. Yeah. Six. Yeah, yeah. So, because I really like Baywatch. I'm quite into it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's really good. And Vader was still there and he'd already left the, left the company. So, That's yeah, right. man. Crazy, crazy times. And uh, New Day. So, who would have thought a faction like they started would have ended up being like they are now all these years later seven years in the wb having a faction or a group that's lasted seven years that's rare that's rare ground that is isn't it absolutely absolutely um i mean and i think it's about their talent and their close-knit relationship as friends as opposed to the fed and vince like you said vince trusting them isn't it i, I think so and it's um yeah again just i think because if, if you watch that biggie um documentary that was um that was on uh was it ww24 or one of the one of the documentaries all about biggie yeah um i think he kind of alludes alludes that to the fact they have a lot of input on their their own creative and, and what they do and yeah because they've they've pitched so many ideas and vince has given them the odd chance 
um, here and there. I think they, you know, they've got sort of carte blanche basically to to go ahead and do some of that stuff, which um, is cool. Trust them to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool because otherwise it wouldn't like I don't think they would be going and because it like again it's the organic thing and having Mm. a character being into their into their role they're playing as such isn't it which makes them get into it otherwise you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily um have that situation I I don't think they they're allowed to organically grow which is I think is a key for anything I mean like I say look at Austin the biggest characters of all time his whole thing was that it was really him yeah. I was just going to ask you to do that, Lawrence. Yeah, I've just done it. <laughs> I just realised. So, uh, yeah, all done. Stuff. Yeah, cool. So there we go. That was uh, This Week in Wrestling History. Um, again, it's always my favourite um, uh, segment of the show. Ooh. But uh, go on, I've got a good New Day story. Met them at WWQ&A thing at the O2. Got in for nothing. Saved 100 quid. Priceless. Nice. But that's not the story. How did you get in for nothing? That's That's what we need to know, Mr. Priceless. So the fact that you saved the price, how did you get in to make yourself Mr. Priceless? We need to know what got you in for free. Did you sweet talk a doorman or buy some sweets for someone or Maybe. just climb over a fence? <laughs> get a ladder. I don't you know. You've done anything. Yes. So, right, it's time. But let us know in the chat, Mr. Priceless. It's time for everyone. War John Cena merch. Nobody could see him. <laughs> Barricles. <laughs> Very good. Nice one. There we go. Very so good. here's the link if anyone wants to call in. That's it. There we go. It's time for the calls. Time uh, for all the calls. Yeah. So, but if anyone is new here, this is the Ministry of Slam. We are live every Sunday on this Twitch channel at 7 p.m. UK. And we do lots of other content. You check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the MOS Network. And before we take this call, Lee, we've been TikToking because I've been learning how to do it. And my goodness, we're actually getting views on the TikTok. We've been TikToking and it's going quite well. Yeah, you get a lot of views on TikTok. You do get a lot of views on TikTok. We've absolutely. had about 1,200 views on two videos. It's bananas. Well, and it's not I mean... Lee and me dancing. You wait, when we do our dancing one, Lee, it's going to be tons. <laughs> now, the we've got... Couple of people already in the waiting room. One of them is the megabyte million dollar champion. Has the switchboard lit up, Lee? It has lit up. Wow. It has. Wow. Uh, so we need to uh, need to check this out. It's uh, connecting to audio right now. The megabyte million dollar champion. Who's that? I can wonder. I, I I don't know. But the the little profile picture for the megabyte million dollar champion is a picture of of uh, Debs's shoes, and I hope it's not Martin wearing them in the picture. Thankfully not. No. <laughs> Martin, yay! I, I I could I can change that if you want. I mean, and you know we're close. So. <laughs> I've never seen you in those shoes, Mark. Never. <laughs> I'd swear that in a court of law. <laughs> damn right, damn right. You good boys? How you doing? How you doing? We're good. Yeah, good. How good. are you? Excited about wrestling. We're all right. We're yeah. a, bit, a bit hot. It's bloody it, warm over here. You guys were happened. you guys safe with all the German rain and all that flooding? And that yeah, no, no. We we had so many people asking if we drowned. So no, we didn't. That's good. You're a bit further down, aren't you? Than At that. least for your yeah. birthday, Mark. Deb's bought you something that's uh, reliable and a good flotation d- device, and will not like make you sink <laughs> to the bottom of any kind it's, of mass amount of water. It's not the heaviest fucking thing I've ever held in my entire life. <laughs> so if absolutely no, not. If no one knows, Deb's bought Martin a million dollar belt for his birthday. It's unbelievable. Isn't it? It's great. It's, it's well. Do you want to know the true story? Yes. I've I've got two. What? Oh, I know this story. I've got two. Yeah, Lee knows. (laughs) So basically, one one turned up and was smashed, and then they replaced it, but they haven't sent a courier to pick up the set, pick up the broken one. Right. 
So, and then the second one turned up and that was also broken. But oh, Deb's, ban- Deb's managed to fix it using parts from the first one. <laughs> <gasps> Brilliant. So, so, so the first one is up there. No, on the, a very, second one is up oh, there. the second one's up there on a very high shelf away from touching hands. <laughs> right. And the other one's in a box. And we, we assume it will be picked up. At, yeah, it will be picked up at some point. But if they forget, then I've got two. Well, absolutely. That's it. That's really good. That's really good. How long did it take from the moment when you opened up the present to for you putting it on? Did you put it on straight away and just walk around? No, I, I didn't put it on at all. It's so it's so heavy and it's too big. Right. And then it's as tall as me. Yeah, if you hold it vertically, <laughs> it's as tall as Deb's. Really? Because <laughs> wow. the the yeah. idea is you take out the links that you, you you can unscrew individual links. Yeah, yeah. And you you can basically take out enough links to make it fit you. Right. But the one I've got is the full thing and it's yeah it's ridiculous we tried to get uh, like a display case for it because they've got them on uh, WWE shop yeah oh yeah but but on the American shop they've got the one I want which is like 70 euro yeah and then but then shipping is like 120 euro Jesus wow and on the, and on the European shop they only have ones made of cardboard oh now so the other one you could, if they don't pick it up you could always i mean if it's a bit battered and broken you could turn it almost like into a hardcore championship version well, of the million dollar belt not even, not even so much that i mean whenever you look at the likes of la night now and nxt he's wearing it and it's just got enough links so they can hold it on his shoulder yeah. and there are more than enough links to do that with the other belt wow is it quite easy to take these links off then yeah. yeah, they're just yeah. If they're I just could do it, like Stevie Wonder could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie Wonder could do it. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to wait long enough until obviously they've forgotten it because obviously it's their property. They need to come pick yeah. it up. Yeah. But, you know, if they leave, if they don't do it in like six months, it's like, well, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. They've had their chance. Just, just not home. Exactly. And they're not exactly. home. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. So, yeah, so it's all good. So that's on my shelf. So I literally have, there is nothing anyone could buy me now. <laughs> that's it i'm done i have it i own everything that's amazing that's so that good, Mark. good. Okay. nice nice one debs it's a great present yeah, yeah it's, i always it's... said he'd have one one day so he has one now yeah how, how long after the you found the broken one did did you get the, the new one come through so the, i ordered the first one i think it was before wrestlemania so it was what march time yeah and it didn't show up until the end of may so wow. panic set in whenever the first one arrived broken because Martin's working from home mm. and it's difficult to um, to have a look at things whenever he's here. So <laughs> I had to wait for him to be in the office so, um, so I could check things. And then I emailed them straight away and kudos to Paddy from WWE Eurashop. He, um, he got one sent out straight away and it arrived in, I think, two weeks or something. Wow. The second one arrived and then I had to wait again. And then whenever I double checked the second one and discovered that one of the links was broken on it, I just tried to, um, uh, well, get me out of the house. I, well, no, you went for <laughs> <laughs> I fixed it while you were getting your hair please, please leave. <laughs> yeah. Can I borrow your drill? For, formulate, <laughs> formulate an argument and get me out of the house. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's we about time you storm off now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> get out. Get out. <laughs> I've enough of this. <laughs> uh, amazing. Anyway, anyway, let's talk wrestling. NXT, is it, Martin? Well, no, we can talk about whatever you want. I mean, you know, I've got a bit of a problem with 
the whole Daniel Bryan and CM Punk coming to AEW thing. That's not what I'm hoping you to talk, to talk not, about. Not, not because I don't want them to go there, right? but the whole point of AEW was like kind of the anti-WWE. It's like, okay, we're going to give the fans what they want. You're going to see the newest talent and stuff. And the problem is now that AEW is getting so good and they are so they are treating their people so well. You know, everyone's giving them props for the way that they're, you know, oh, Tony Khan's a lovely guy. Oh, he, he gets the business. He knows all this stuff. It's like, that's all well and good. But there's a point where you have to go, well, hang on a minute. Now we've got too many people. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And it's like, you, you, yes, you've got all these new shows. So you've got Dark and you've got the awful one with Paul White pretending that he can commentate. <laughs> And but and then you've got Rampage coming up as well, where you know Kenny's saying, Oh, we hope it's got new, uh, more female uh, wrestling, which is going to be fantastic, that'd be amazing, yeah. Um, but the problem you have is t- there's just too much going on. I mean, they yep. just literally brought in uh, Alistair Black. Um, yep. I'm not calling him Malachi because that's a stupid name, yes. Um, <laughs> but they've just brought in Alistair Black, and it's like that's great. I put him against. Uh, Cody, which is fine, except they've now made Cody look like an angel for some god's sake reason. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, it's like that th- you can't do that every time. You can't do that every single time. You know, you can't, you, someone new comes in and it's like, right, they're immediately going against Cody. They're immediately going against Kenny. They're immediately going against the elite. It, mm. It's just, you know, it's too much. There's, there's too much going on. You've already got the Pinnacle, who are fantastic. You've already got the Inner Circle, who I'm a little bit bored of. Yeah. Um, you've already got, you know, th- there's so much going on on the undercard. You've got the Dark Order with, oh, God knows what Hangman Page is doing. Um, <laughs> it's just, he'll, he'll never be Brody. Sorry, that's just, yeah. Yeah. that's just how it is. He'll never be Brody. Um, but it's just, there's too much going on. And you don't know what to focus on. You know, and the more the more top people you bring in, it sets a fan expectation of we must see these people every week. Exactly mm. like Chrysler said, you know, you must see these people every week, and it's just there's going to be t- there's going to be a point where they just have to stop. Yeah, know? because otherwise it's going to be detrimental to their product. Yeah, I mean, look, it's just too much I mean, because that's the problem. That's the problem with uh, WWE. That's yeah. the, that was the problem with WWE. I mean, I think uh, Christian is already just another yeah. guy. They brought, um, they brought him in as a top. That's what I was going to say. They brought him in as one of the biggest signings ever, and he's just going to be mid card. Christian, isn't he? You can't see Christian going up up for the belt, can you? Really? No, not even. Not even. That's the thing. It's like Matt Hardy has already comfortably taken that back seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all very well you've got the mid card, but to be honest, I don't want to. I'm not saying I want to see Christian and Matt Hardy push to the top. What I'm saying is. I want to see people in the mid card that I want to see. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I want to see Ricky Starks. I want to see, you know, Powerhouse Hawks. I want to see these people that are essentially going to be the future of the business. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I don't need to see two old men battering each other. It's just, you know, it. it's a shame that there is almost, it's like, you know, if, if Christian and Matt Hardy want to help, get them as trainers and coaches and yeah. they don't need to be on the telly. You know, yes. it's, it's nice. It's nice that Christian did the thing with jungle boy. Um, but he doesn't need it. Jungle boy doesn't need it. Exactly. It's unnecessary. No, I, and I, 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 I don't, well, what I don't want to see is AW becoming the thing. It always said it wouldn't be. Hmm. But do you think that will happen with those two guys there? The Brian and well, it's, it's no, you see that it's not just those two guys. You know, I think I think they're at a tipping point now. Yeah. You know, it's like CM Punk 
that'll be fine. Although God knows mm. what he's going to do. Uh, Daniel Bryan will be great. I, I'd rather have seen him in Japan first. Yeah. But, you know, I think that'll be fine. But clearly this is a trend. And I think they're getting to that point very, very quickly where someone's got to say, okay, enough's enough. The thing I'm, I'm quite excited about, to, to be honest with, and, and I agree with everything you're saying, Mark, I've, I've said it uh, uh, before that I think there's just almost too much talent to get on TV at the moment. And uh, for the risk of, like Mr. Priceless said, you, you, you would have to watch about probably five or six hours of, of AW yeah. every week to, to keep on top of it. But what I'm really looking forward to is, you know, you've, you've got, if you bring in CM Punk, I mean, CM Punk was sort of close to the edge a little bit at times in WWE when they booked him really well, you know, Money in the Bank 2011, that kind of era was really, really good. You know, what sort of version of Punk are we going to see in, e, in AEW when he has a little bit more of creative input in himself? And again, same with Danielson. You know, if we go back to seeing American Dragon, Brian Danielson with the final countdown, get him get involved in his own character again, you know, we won't get that watered down version. You know, maybe that's what I'm excited to see. Again, that's just me being sort of selfish and wanting to see that product, not thinking how it's going to affect the rest of the roster. But I, I think yeah. these two specifically, because Christian, arguably, we're seeing WWE Christian. Matt Hardy, yeah. arguably, we're seeing WWE Matt Hardy. But these two, I really think, can be a lot different in AEW. I think the one that's going to have the the impact is is uh, Brian, mm. absolutely, because he is you know he can still go, he's still passionate, he's still incredibly good, yeah, and he will put people over left, right, and centre, do the right thing, tell the right stories, that kind mm. of stuff. Punk's a bit more difficult because obviously he's been yeah he's been he's been away, mm. and it's it's very difficult, like you say, to know what he's going to do. I mean, mm. I can just see him. You know, I could literally see him appearing on a stage or walking out, and the first two words out of his mouth are, I'm back. Yeah. Mm. And it's like as though everyone's going to fucking erupt like he's the second coming of Christ. And it's like, do you know what, mate? Just show it in the ring and tell the stories. Because he is a very good storyteller. Yes. Yeah. But until he proves that he is not just ego, um, yeah, oh, and that's a perfect point, Priceless. You know, the whole the fact that Colt Cabana is in AEW. Yes, it's mm. like oof, ooh, that's, with, that, that, that's personal politics, and obviously, if they yeah. if they let that spill over into the products, you know, that's their own fault. Yeah, I mean, um, number I, one, yeah. they can get rid of they they can either talk that out between themselves, or if it's a problem, really, in the big scheme of things, comparing what Colt Cabana is actually capable of with what he's actually doing on AEW TV at the moment, is it are they really going to miss Colt Cabana if it comes no. to it? Bloody yeah, no. exactly. Sorry, look, go. No, I was gonna say, I mean, Punk, if he comes in, he could. So if he's going to debut, do you think he'll debut for all all in all out all out? Sorry, no, no, they'll hold it. They'll hold it. This is the problem. They can't have Punk and Danielson appearing at the same time. No. Because no. that's just crazy. You know, you've got to, you've got to space this shit out. You've really got to space it out. And the thing is, if you're, you know, if the stories are true and if it is that Brian is pretty much signed, sealed, delivered, Punk's probably a bit more, the contract negotiations there are probably a bit more complicated. Mm. So, uh, but uh, Bericles makes a very good point. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It's in Chicago. He could come difficult. he could debut on the, the dynamite before to sell pay-per-views, because that's they, they are still a pay-per-view company. He could debut punk possibly on the dynamite before. Just don't say anything. Just walk out. Like yeah. 
you know, cult personality plays because that's not a WWE song. However, and... I think the network had, had said that they this is why they're they're not having any just immediate walkout debuts. They need to be sort of pre-announced almost. That's what yeah, TNT that, want. They want the numbers. They want the sales yeah. figures. They don't want surprises. Yeah, which but is it worked with Sting yeah. though because when Sting Sting debuted with no with no fanfare, just a debut and Winter's yeah, coming. And they... And yeah, that... and AEW got the shit kicked out of them for it by the network. Yeah, so but it... with Winter is Coming, that was the, the rating the week after was bigger because of Sting's de- uh, random debut. It was TNT, bigger than Winter's, Winter is Coming. They, they, the problem is the network doesn't appreciate how wrestling works. Mm. Wrestling works on surprises. Yeah. Wrestling works on the unexpected. You know, it's, it's the same, you know, exactly. I, I despise myself for agreeing with him. Uh, but Francis saying it's a soap opera, which it is. It's a soap opera with more punching. You know, <laughs> if if they adver- if they if yeah if they advertise that actor X is being killed off or X you know you know, actress Y is pregnant you know two weeks before it happened, it's like well what's the point of watching? Yeah. Why, why do I why do I need to watch it? It's all yeah. about the surprise. It's all about the <gasps> shock plot twist. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah, that that's how wrestling works. You know, Cena. It, we knew Cena was coming back, okay? But Cena coming out at the end of Money in the Bank and just looking at Reigns and basically flipping him off with the you know you can't see me. Yeah, mm. that was a great ending. Well, this is true. Yeah, I saw straight through him because <laughs> fucking that Pat McAfee scared. line was great. It's I, honestly, it's like that was a great ending to a pay per view. Yes, um, you know. So, it's if the network's like, nah, nah, you got to tell us in advance. We need the numbers. It's like you're ruining wrestling. But they could Stop also ruining wrestling. Do some sort of online punk. You know, if punk done a tweet, some random tweet that's somehow teasing it or something. You know, that's how social media is. It's a great tool. So, oh, the, some the little tease. They tune in, and he just comes out on dynamite before all out. Says nothing. And then they get they get the win win. Everyone tunes into Dynamite that Wednesday. Then he turns up at All Out and they sell loads of pay views because he's there. He doesn't he just doesn't say anything for the first time. Punk speaks at All Out in Chicago, the place it, man. And then Punk, Punk will say all kinds of shit on social no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> you know he'll just say stuff. You know it's but you know again it's it's about surprise. You know exactly like Bryce is saying. You know Matt Cardona pretending he's John Moxley and then revealing that he's not was mm. brilliant. Okay. Yes. Because that place despises the, the man as it were. Um, you know, the fact that he won was insane. Oh man. So, yeah, I'm surprised he got out alive. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I just don't want to see AEW becoming something it shouldn't be because AEW is really good. I would, I really wish I could watch it more. I really do. I just don't. I mean, we don't have the facility out here because obviously we don't. We, we have a television. We don't yeah. have television. So the same as me. You know, do you not have the fight app for the? Does that not work? We, yeah, but I'm not paying for it. Oh, I, I <laughs> paid know, for I, it. I, I I went for the five quid because it's quite easy to just cast it with your Xbox. I quite thought that was I, all right. I, I I pay for WWE. Right, and then I I used to pay for New Japan. Um, but I got so far behind. It's like I, there's no point in me doing this because I can't afford it. Yeah. So and I'm, I'm basically paying ten euro a month for to not watch anything for a month. Yeah. So it's the thing. It, it's the kind of thing where I'll just end up flicking on, you know, watch wrestling and being a bit dodgy. But that's just how it is. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. 
uh, all in all, it's just it's quite exciting. I think that's yeah, it is what we've got. Speaking of it not is. exciting, but I, I, do, I do want to. I do want to. No, I do want to very quickly talk about carry. Yeah, I was no, going to say not, up, not exciting. I'm no, go for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking up franchise's time. I don't have a problem with that. So <laughs> <laughs> um, ultimately, you know, I I I can see what they're trying to do. I can see what they're trying to do because the thing is. Some people will have seen that and been really pissed off, um, but not everyone will have seen that. When Carrion returns and utterly destroys Jeff Hardy, because Jeff Hardy is essentially that guy that can just flip-flop and be thrown around like a fucking ragdoll, um, I mean, I, I guess their idea is it will make him look like more of a monster in the same way that Lashley absolutely beating the living daylights out of Kofi. Yeah, um, after losing to Xavier. Yeah, but they'll, no, they'll they'll do they'll do it on a pay per view. But I, I mean, I no, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. No, just like franchise says, uh, oh, got to move everyone up. It's like, look, <laughs> stop this because I keep reading all this stuff. Like, oh, you know, Indy Hartwell has just had dark match. It's like, no, Indy Hartwell's great. Don't break up the way. The way are brilliant. Don't break up her index. Yeah, index needs to happen. That's that's a thing. Um, it's just, you know, seeing uh, Austin Theory like sort of swanning off and being really disappointed with how his family is breaking up. It's like, no, don't take Austin away. He's yeah, great. Don't break up and the then I don't, you know, I don't really mind Shotzi moving up because I didn't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is going yeah, to kill She is going to end up killing someone by, you know, with her in ring style. And now we've got Zia Lee trying to kill people too. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's, have you been, see, you guys might not have seen that, but Zia Lee literally knocking fucking mercedes martinez out oh, for the count it, well, re, re, legitimately knocking her out yeah, yeah. She, yeah i saw that bloody hell she went she oh. went down like a sack of bricks. yes yes yeah and they actually replayed it this week when it was um she got squished yeah she got again see uh raquel gonzalez literally crushed uh zia lee you know literally crushed her oh. to the point where they had to get the medical team in <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I like Tony Storm I'm disappointed that they had her on NXT going no she's not good enough to fight me and suddenly she fucks oh, off yeah I, yeah, I don't like that uh, Priceless if um, what's the, what's his name what's his name now I can't remember Duke if Duke Hudson doesn't win the breakout tournament I'm going to fucking riot <laughs> <laughs> that you guy is you like the man with the coat he's out I don't care. The man with the coat is out. Although the fact that he said, I'm going to kick your ass. It was hilarious. Is it the Undertaker? No, 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 no. It's some Japanese guy called Ikura. He wrestles in his jacket. Oh, wow. And he's very good. And the match he had with Duke Hudson was brilliant. But if Duke Hudson doesn't win, Jesus. Yes. Ikemen. Yeah. He's great. And he was doing his entire... They subtitled his English, even though he was speaking English, and they said that he was going to kick your butt. But in, he actually said, "I've got to kick your ass." <laughs> and it's like, yeah, brilliant. It was very, very good. But yeah, Duke Hudson, Brendan Vink is fucking brilliant, and he better win. Do you think for this just, carrying I, cross thing with this yeah. him losing this match, um, like he did, they're not. They really think they're trying to think of a bigger picture, aren't they? Where they they're trying to do a Bobby Lashley situation, like the Xavier thing, but it's not. For us guys who know wrestling more, more the more hardcore fans, that's shit for us. But what's the balance between 
the non-hardcore wrestling fan who's seen Carrying Cross and understands what they'd like. That's like I said, well, imagine if they started Goldberg like that. Oh, you've lost, but now you're going to win. Surely well, having an established star like Hardy, if he came in, walloped him straight away and didn't look stupid, that's already done. They don't need to do the let him beat Jeff Hardy, you know, or let Jeff Hardy beat him situation. It just, it's just... Well, it's not good. I, I don't. I don't know if you're. I mean, I don't know how you're. How much you're keeping up on it. But the idea on NXT is that Karrion Cross, he's out of control. Okay, yeah, I've seen. No one. Yeah. No one can keep him in control. So this week, obviously, he beat the shit out of Regal. Yeah, ran away. He's he's drove off, taunting Joe. Yeah. But the thing is, Joe very specifically pointed out in his promo that Regal had no control over Karrion Cross to the fact that he didn't even know that he was appearing on Raw. So it was a little kind of like nod yeah. reference yeah. to it. Um, to have him go from being undefeated in NXT to go out and, you know, just... Yeah. It's like he literally steps out of NXT and suddenly he's been beaten, albeit by quote-unquote cheating. But mm. it's like literally his first match outside of a big fish, small pond scenario right. is him losing. Yeah. It is like that. I get they want to do the put you in your place thing, but Jesus, just... I, I thought I think it was a massive waste. It's a shame they did it. I but I, I you know I, I can't see Karrion Cross losing the belt for a while. But he will lose. He'll do that thing where he, he'll do the Finn thing. He'll lose it, be off TV for a bit, and then pop up on Raw. Yeah. I mean, the, when Scarlett when actually has to do something. Then. I like Scarlet. She's all right. But they announced the takeover and like after SummerSlam, didn't they? Because SummerSlam Saturday. It's the day after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Sunday. Which is interesting, Sunday, so isn't it? Interesting. That's... But the question is. Well, Scarlett's supposedly supposed to be doing her own thing and becoming a wrestler. She is a wrestler. She is. But, you know, actually doing women's wrestling. It's the same as, what's the name of that one? Uh, B-Fab in uh, Hit Row. Oh, my God. Those guys are amazing. They're, like, actually... Yeah. Those guys are <laughs> literally... They could be proper artists, like, that, you know, hip-hop artists, well, can't they? It's it, amazing. Except the fact that Ashante clearly can't rap. He's the only one in the group that can't yeah. rap. But, but the fact that you've got uh, Top Dollar and Ashante as like the tag team you've got um what's his name i can't remember his name swerve you've got swerve as uh as the main singles guy but then you've got beef ad there it's like i want i want to see her wrestle i want i don't want her to just be a lady i want her to wrestle you know because i think that lets the group down if they're not it's the same as um sanity you know nikki cross was in there beating the living shit out yeah um, so I'd like to see that with with B Fab as well, but you know, seeing Scarlett doing her own thing would be really really cool. I tell you what, they... no, these... why would she wear proper clothes? That would be unfair. With all these guys just <laughs> randomly popping up on SmackDown, it's a shame we didn't see um, Hit Row at uh, Roland Loud Festival. Like that yeah, could have actually been would... like a real thing. Like that would have worked. That yeah. would have worked really well if they'd have done a piece there because Swerve is really good. Yeah, he's really good. And they, I think yeah. one of them actually makes the beats as well. Yeah, I, th- I think it's Ashante that does the music. Yeah, uh, but but Swerve also does music, so it's a kind of he's he's the total package. He's Lex yeah. Luger. Yeah, <laughs> he's Lex Luger except talented. <laughs> Poor Lex Luger. I love Poor Lex, Lex Luger. Yeah. Anyway, all right, enough. Cool. Guys, I will I will, I will let Berkeley have his but, corner. But before you go, Martin, is there any possibility on the spot here that you would uh, accept a challenge from anyone on the question of sports entertainment not on your fucking life <laughs> <laughs> I know my limits I know my limits <laughs> wow I'll, I'll, yeah just be screaming at the screen on uh, Thursday 
Yes. Oh yeah, we'll we'll yeah we'll be there just yelling. I'm gonna it was clearly Bam Bam Bigelow, you twat. I'm going to try and make a way to incorporate this into the chat room as well. So anyone on podcast, everyone, you can get involved with this. Join in and see Lee versus Andy on on Thursday night. It's going to be uh, when worlds well, collide well, too. <laughs> yeah. How you feeling, cool. Lee? I'm, I'm feeling confident. I've got no issues at all. Everything's <laughs> going to be fine. <laughs> That's fine. Every, every question you get wrong, one figure has to come off the shelf. Well, give it like 10 minutes and a couple of vodkas and they'll all come off the shelf anyway. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Berkeley. Come on. We need some We need some slammers betting. I will do some slammers betting. Now, I can, but I think there's a way I can incorporate guys answering in the chat room and keeping a score. Oh, I, I think oh. there's a lot of other things, extensions. Now I've got the first Bon Jovi gig done. I can uh, do a few bits tomorrow night and try and get a few bits plugged in, which is going to be good. So, oh, not tomorrow. It's Meryl's birthday. Sorry, Meryl. No, the night after. <laughs> Definitely the night after. Definitely the night after, yeah. Oh, thanks, Mara. She says, don't worry, don't have to see you. <laughs> she's, de- she's dedicated to the Ministry of Slam Army. She's like, don't worry about my birthday. Good Lord. All right, guys. Okay. Right. Well, nice. Good luck. Nice to speak to you guys. Bye. Yep. Take care, man. Bye bye. Bye. How do I hang up? Oh, there. <laughs> that was there lovely. Go. How does Martin uh, hang up? Martin. Um, and MOS alumni. All the way from and Germany. Debs. Absolutely. Awesome. Here we go. And we've got uh, our second caller of the night. Goodness me. Uh, He's the one that you haven't seen yet this weekend, Lawrence. Are we going to get a hat-trick of calls? I don't know if we are. I reckon we will. Go for it. But we've got Mr. Berkeley's on the line. Hello, mate. Hello there. How you doing? Not too bad, thank you. How are you? Good. Good. It's good to hear from your voice. Thank you. Good to hear from you guys too. And good to hear from Martin, even though, you know, he was made a lot of excellent points. And now I'm like, what's I going to talk about now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a couple of interesting things that I, I, I found interesting uh, about the whole um, Punk and Danielson situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, now, uh, Punk has started following AEW uh, on Twitter. Right. Oh, and, yeah. And you'd be like, okay, Punk's a bit of a troll. He, he does that. Fair enough. He's probably trying to wind people up if he hasn't signed. Yeah. But uh, another group of people started following AEW on Twitter and then very quickly stopped. And that was Living Colour. Ah. Oh, so they're maybe re-recording it or they're giving them a license to it or something. Yeah. Uh, so that's looking. That look. That looks more likely than. Could you imagine uh, all out in Chicago if there's no build up or anything and there's just a you know, couple of matches, two or three matches, and then Justin Robertson in the ring is like, right, everyone, please welcome to the stage in living color. And they come out. And obviously, they're not announcing CM Punk's going to be there, but they start playing the song and everyone goes fucking mental. As soon as they see in living color, people are going to go mad. Yeah. Um, my thing is with, with all out is you're going to have to get Punk out there quick. You can't. It can't be like a Cena situation where you got to wait till the end of the show. I've, I, of course, Barry. So all this teasing as well, like because, all this, this because news. that entire that entire arena yeah. or whatever will just be CM Punk. They'll just chat in the whole through that pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just yeah. be like, all right, well, that's ruined. I, I do. I do agree with Martin on the on the situation of like this is the the end point now for signings from where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Because who are you going to get that's bigger? Like Brock Lesnar, maybe. Cena, well, that ain't happening. Yeah. Uh, 
And I think that like 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 you say, like their roster's pretty stacked. The the thing I don't agree with is like um I don't think you need to see these people every week. No. Last week uh this week's AEW was a good show. Yeah, yeah. Uh Malachi Black wasn't on it from memory. No. And I think I think the thing is as well, I can't actually my brain's gone. I mean, I could definitely tell her. Sorry, but very very please continue. So I got a bit confused. No problem. Uh, do you want me to keep going? Or yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay. Uh, where was I now? Uh, <laughs> help, Lee, help. Uh, us. <laughs> I, was, I was playing cult of personality down the microphone. So oh, cool, I, cool. I, I, oh, can't um, do that. We'll get, we'll get done. Don't do that. Yeah, no, that's why yeah. it's really quiet. The, um, you, can, you can separate, not like have a, a talent split, but mm. I think the AEW audience is like, oh, we didn't see so and so this week. They're not like, I would, I'm upset I didn't see so and so. It's more like, mm-hmm. oh, they'll be on next week, or they'll be on a couple of weeks, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and the thing with Christian and Matt Hardy, I'm perfectly happy with them for them to faff around with each other. You know, they're not. My worry when they, they signed Christian is they were going to put him into uh, into an Omega feud, well, and it looked like they, they were going to do that. that. Yeah. They teased it, and now he's kind of backed off a little bit, and it looks like it's going to be Hangman is going up against uh, Kenny next. Um, yeah. Which is going to be amazing. The only thing I was, what I was going to say is, like, so you've got Hangman, who everywhere he goes, everyone's trying to cowboy shit. And if what I don't want to happen is, for All Out, if Punk turns up, or there's a hint of Punk, it overshadows stuff like, you know, Hangman. Hangman's winning that about All Out. I don't think he is. Unless they're going to do more more Japanese style booking and, and have him have him fail at the first attempt, but this isn't really his first attempt. This is his second because yeah, he's yeah. against Jericho. I, I they need to build up and they need to build the storyline up a bit more and give remind people how long the storyline has been going. Well, it's remind been going them since the company started. And exactly. All they've got to do is have a decent music video about it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they need to do. They need to remind everyone how long it's been going, even before AEW um, with the the elite stuff and uh, all of that. They, they need to. Um, you know, keep that, keep that going. All the Bullet Club stuff back in in that sort of era when, you know, the Bucks and Kenny got sort of really hot to a US audience. Um, when Hangman got involved there, you could really build it from that sort of point and show, you know, the big failure in the the championship. You know, when the belt uh, was on the line the first time. You know, uh, when Jericho was crowned the champion, stuff like that. You know, just really, really build the story but, of Hangman Page because it's been done over such a long period. This could still happen though with this match coming up, isn't it? Uh, um... I can't remember what, what uh, AEW event it is where you've got like the Dark Order versus the Elite. If the Dark Order lose, then they don't. Hangman doesn't that's, get a title shot. So that could be, they, he might not even get a title shot. Yeah, next that's, week. Uh, fight for Fallen. Fight yeah. for the Fallen. Yeah. Now Mel's got an interesting question in the chat. Yeah, that was interesting. What if what if none of this happens? What if Punk doesn't he signs with WWE and Brian decides to say? The thing is, at this point, with these rumors getting this out of control. If I was AEW and they hadn't signed or they weren't at least in talks to sign, I would have like put it out there like, "Yo, this is this is not happening." Maybe not again to a lot of people. That would be an immediate admission of, "Oh, they're definitely going to AEW." AEW say they're not signing them. True, true. But there's there's ways of saying, "Oh, we're not signing them," and then there's ways of being like, "We're not signing." There's like the wink and the nod, like we're not signing them. Like uh, apparently. I think is it Conan's show is called Keep It One Hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he just came out to Tony Khan and asked, "Like, so, so did you sign Brian Danielson?" And he's like, "Well, uh, I can't really tell you that." And um, and then 
uh, Conan was like, well, if you signed him, that place is going to come unglued. And apparently Tony Khan just smiled at him and walked away. And I was like, <laughs> oh, so even you're saying, like, I think he signed. Yeah. I um, think, I think going back to Mel's point, if that actually happened, I'd just be disappointed. I wouldn't go mad. I'd just feel, oh, no, just so and every wrestling fan is going to be saying, oh, imagine how cool it would have been if they'd have gone to AW instead of being in WWE. Yeah. Six months in when they've been given a shit storyline and no one really Punk's cares. eliminated from the, from the Royal Rumble and the 28th man and then Batista yeah. comes back and wins again. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> what? Mm. Something like that happens. Or Triple H wins again or, or Drew again. Oh, <laughs> God. Or Bobby Lashley, anyway. But yeah. Michaels wins. Yeah. Mal, uh, sorry, Mal's just uh, said something else in the chat that AEW are getting publicity from it, from the, from all these rumours. But the the moment they turn out to not be true, I think it's going to turn sour. Mm. If if it feels like AEW have given you the like given you the um, the hype for it, which they haven't so far, fair enough. Mm. It was almost like the Christian thing when they were hyping it up as the biggest signing ever, and it turned out to be Christian. People were like, "Oh, it was deflated." Yeah. Um, Lee, I want to ask you a question. When you were doing wrestling podcasting and wrestling shows way back when, when TNA was on the incline, going up and up and up, was it ever like this heat? Essentially, with did you ever was there ever any moments with TNA where it was like this, where it's this exciting, and there was generally like a feel of momentum with oh this guy's coming this guy's here because obviously kurt turned up mm, unannounced that was the big one yeah when joe turned up i remember getting excited when um rhino turned up because they were tna kind of had that grassroots following very similar to ecw back in the day in in some respects where you just really pull in for him to be really really good and um i remember they they did a lot of um, almost like social media, not social media because it wasn't really around back then, but kind of teases where there were, you know, the guy who always used to do the TNA intros. Yeah, yeah. It sounds yeah. the same all the time. Uh, the TNA, yeah. sort of, TNA yeah. legends TNA. fighting each other every day. Yeah, all of that stuff. So they were they were like burying in promos this guy talking on a really low volume. They played it backwards. And it was something like Rhino is signed with TNA Wrestling, more are coming and stuff like that. And people were ripping it apart and loving really? it. And you're just, just hoping that, because yeah, everyone just wants competition. Everyone is gagging for another Monday Night War. That's what they're looking for. It's never going to be quite that big, but everyone wants that kind of environment. And that's what everyone wanted TNA to be like back then. So someone like Rhino, who was a little bit more relevant then than he is now signing, was like, shit, this is a big guy. Yeah. Then... Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, and then just more and more Christian, Booker T, people like that started coming over and it started to feel a bit more legitimate. Did it, but did it, was it like this? I mean, when Hogan, because there was rumours of Hogan coming in, was it? Yeah. Because I mean, I was on Emma when we started in 2010 and I was yeah. probably less with my foot in the wrestling world as such. I knew wrestling, yeah. but you know, when Hogan was there, it petered off and he obviously got the biggest star ever. In the run the up to that happening, that was, was it the like this? That, yeah. It, that that was to an extent. It was the closest you thought if TNA gonna do it and be competitive with WWE, it's now or never. And it didn't I, happen in the end. I felt the opposite. Up. Oh, did you? I, I only, as soon as Hogan came in, I was like, "But Hogan's not the man." If it was Austin coming in, yeah, that would have been the equivalent. I guess so. I mean, the, the way I looked at it was was um, so many people know who Hulk Hogan is. True. And, is he, true. and he also had his reality show and all that kind of stuff. People are going to see Hulk Hogan on it. They'll watch it because Hulk Hogan's on it. And then their eyes will be on people like 
AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, people that WWE fans have never... I mean, WWE it. fans would have flipped across to it and seen some of these... Oh, of course. You know, people like Beer Money and, you know, so, all of the exhibition guys. One shot, try Did it... Was it... Was the feels like this? Was it... Because like, for me, this feels like... Bloody hell, this is like actual real, like a second company now that is... Proper If brand. this happens, this... this you know, I'm excited to watch it myself as a personal thing. I'm, and but I just feel like there is, you know, the ratings are bigger. There's new programs coming. It's like class of the champions type programs coming. Mm. It's very. It's there's a real growth. Does it? Was it like that? I mean, they had spike and a few pay views, and it wasn't. This wasn't is bigger than TNA's ever been. Oh yeah, I think it so. Is. That's what I'm trying Even to get out. Extra, is it bigger? Look at yeah. the extra programming. Yeah. The extra programming alone. It's bigger, isn't it? It is bigger. I'm, I think. Can I ask Lee? You you were probably following TNA closer than I was at the time. Yeah. Do you remember just before Kurt came in? Yes. People were sure it was Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that when they did that lights out and the video and stuff, people were starting to chant Goldberg. Yeah. And then when it was revealed to be Kurt, people were even more excited. Yeah. Was like, that was like a that was like one of the best reveals ever because it was like we think we're getting this big star and then we're getting someone even better than that exactly exactly and and that was before the era of of, of tna sort of over promising with every announcement they ever did they're here yeah. it, it wasn't very long after kurt left the fed was it that he turned up there either? no exactly no it was pretty much like i mean if you weren't if you weren't hooked into like all the backstage stuff, like if you weren't watching programs like Mystery of Slam, mm. then you didn't know that he. They were basically like, "Go to rehab, or we're going to let you go." Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like he chose to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, because he he'd said to Vince, um, "Look, I'm, I'm I need help. Please just let me out of my contract. I'll go and get help, and then I'll come back once I'm sorted. See you later." I heard and then, other, like I heard they were like, "You're going to rehab," and he was like, "I'm not, because I've got no problem." Because he was an addict. Mm. And they were like, well, we've got to let you go because otherwise you're going to die. And we've, oh, just, we've had too much of that stuff. Interesting. Mm. Mm. Lots of, it's just exciting, but that's sort of, apart from this, it's um, AEW, with, I was trying to connect with that, sort of, for me, trying to get my head around, is it bigger than, you You felt like, I know you were very deep into it, Lee, at the yeah. time, is it bigger than, does it feel bigger oh, than it, that? It, it definitely feels bigger, a lot bigger, but having lived through and been emotionally invested in a in a TNA, wanting it to do so well, and then it dying on its ass and turning into what it is now, which good product, but it's just a fraction yeah. of the size it used to be, and it wasn't even that huge back in the day. But I'm I'm so worried that you know, sort of putting any kind of emotional investment in AEW because I don't want it to die on its ass. I don't want them to fuck it up. Because yeah. this is, they've got such an opportunity, a real opportunity, it and, is, and I don't want them to mess it's it up. It's exciting to come on the show, isn't it, and talk about the new thing that happens each week. Sorry, Barracles, we're having the And what do you yeah, think, Barracles? So, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this with AEW, um, I wouldn't say it like I'm not emo- I wasn't massively emo- emotionally invested in TNA. I was more of a wrestling fan, just a, just a, yeah. I'll go for a bit of Ring of Honor and a bit of TNA and a, a bit of WWE. And nowadays there are, there are certain things that I just can't get on with. Like yeah. uh, I checked out GCW yesterday, yeah. these bits of it. And uh, like, I just, I can't stand deathmatch wrestling. So yeah. as good as that storyline has been, like um, it, it didn't appeal to me. So now, now I do kind of pick and choose. The way I look at TNA back in the day and the way I look at AEW now is say what you want about uh, AEW and like it's being ran by a money mark or whatever, but he loves what he's doing. And it's not like, oh, it's a, it's a write off for my parents. Yeah. And I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'll take advice from 
this person and this person. Um, when you when it comes to merchandising and all that, their their figures are nationwide within a year. Took took TNA years to get figures. Yeah. Uh, so it does look like it's healthier at the moment. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. I mean, it could it could fall flat on its backside. But again, I'll reiterate what I've re- re- uh, what I keep reiterating. If this was like TNA, Christian would have been world champion. Mm. Yes. Yeah. True. True. That's good. Yeah. So we'll have to find out what's going to happen in wrestling. Yeah, well, what do you? Sorry, I, there's a couple more little things before I before I get wound up. If you don't mind, if you if you've got to go, then you got to. That's go. fine. Yeah, go for it. Um, with the carrying cross situation, and I don't know if you noticed that they took out of Charlotte Flair's overall world title title reigns, they took the NXT number off 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 them. Okay, yeah, I saw that. So, so, so the company themselves are basically saying. TNA doesn't. Uh, sorry, NXT doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. That's what happens to me, that, and that's partially why I don't watch NXT as much. Yeah, because I, I was in, I was invested in NXT. I was like, this is awesome. This is the production value of the Fed combined with wrestling that I like. Yeah. But then you, then you'd see people graduate. Like, I still can't believe they. I mean, to be fair, she's made a pretty good recovery. But how did they mess up Bailey, Superface Bailey, mm. like, and stuff like that? Yeah, I know. It's it's difficult. I think that's the trouble um, you've got from it. Is that going to, so now it's like, okay, if if, you, if the Fed's not going to care about it, then why do I? I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, and like you Martin, can't get invested in one. For me, I'm like, I know what Martin said about how they're going to turn around, but like he's their champion. And I saw the Joe stuff where they're teasing what happened and how he turned upon. You know, yeah. do you not know Regal? He went over to he went over to uh, he was on Raw last night, or you know, it's just. But he lost. If he went on Raw and kicked someone's ass, like they're going to steal our, our talent. It's like he went on Raw and he lost. <laughs> so that's not yeah, good. I, like he went on it, Raw it, and he beat Jeff Hardy. He, he, it's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, if, if he'd have beaten Jeff Hardy, you could have said, "Well, Jeff Hardy was a former world champion. Jeff Hardy's done everything in this company." Smashed him, bang, yeah, done. Yeah, Goldberged him. That's you know, Martin in the chat talking about how like Ring of Honor doesn't really have uh, the production values. I can I can agree there, considering they're owned by a TV company. Sinclair, uh, yeah. they don't. They yeah, Sinclair. They do not look good. Yeah, drafts after SummerSlam. We. I was going to say Lee. I don't. I want to mm. buy this off here. Yeah. Uh, what was actually, it? Oh, there was um, one more. Don't know. Don't know. There was one more thing. But oh, the 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 uh, show announcement that Tony Khan's going to do on Impact. On uh, I was going to say Impact Dynamite. Dynamite. What do you think it's going to be? Oh God, no idea. We talked about a big, a big show announcement. Not a big show Wembley. announcement, but <laughs> Wembley Arena. Yeah, hopefully, the UK. Because they teased it. Yeah. International fans are going to let you know what we're doing. Like, we're, we're, hopefully, we'll be back touring soon. January, yeah. January. Because yeah. everyone's in theory opened up by the by the government, yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. people are allowed to go and make watch football and stuff, and get millions of people that. So you know, I'm sure other things are allowed to happen because that's what our government allows happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, people are saying that it's a an, interpro- an interpromotional when worlds collide kind of well, show you. but if that's the big announcement that that impact kind of already ruined that by having bound, bound for glory be that yeah they've already said like triple a is going to be there no one would care about that <sighs> that's what i mean like if it's you know they're already doing that uk a uk show and wembley i'm leaving i hope so O2. I'd like that that would sell out. I mean, that's the case. I hope there's a meetup somewhere. Just saying. Oh yeah, definitely. Next, next big UK <laughs> Fleet Services, Barracles, Fleet Services, <laughs> big MOS meetup. Fleet Services, Martin. Birmingham. Yeah, exactly. Martin and Debs can fly in and then get a cab down. Or we can pick them up from the airport and go to Fleet Services. Be, have a Starbucks. 
You... <laughs> all right, guys. You just go for it. on coffee. Oh, this is, this is amazing. Well, managed. We have an MSP right when I needed a piss. Brilliant. Take <laughs> <laughs> my hand afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. We got to a meetup. That'd be amazing. Definitely. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll definitely sort it. There we go. Thank you, cool. Bericles. Thank, Thank you, Bericles. See you later. Bye, mate. See you later. Cheers, right. bye. Whew. There we go. So I think uh, we haven't got any Ask MOSs tonight. Um, so I think it's probably about time we, we wind it up. We're already half hour over our uh, over our thing. We, um, we, so we have we... gone long. We have gone long. But yeah, it's good. Like, I like uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Just like um, Canyon of uh, Singer. Um, anyway, moving on. I think we should uh, let, let's run down again what we've got coming up this week, Lawrence. Um, the big one really is Thursday, isn't it? Uh, join Thursday, in to yes. us uh, on Thursday, and we will. Uh, we'll be doing um, we'll be doing the, the quiz, me versus Andy in a wrestling trivia quiz. I mean, it's going to be amazing. A, a wrestling trivia quiz. The question of sports entertainment is back. Lee versus Andy. It's unbelievable. I can't believe we're going to do this. And I get to be a game show host, which I can't wait. I'm going to try and get it inclusive for the chat room so everyone can get. So if yeah. you're listening on podcast, come and join us on Thursday, eight o'clock. We're going to go live, aren't we? Eight o'clock. Yeah. Be really good. Um, and we'll do this wrestling trivia. Uh, Quivia Triz. You can tell, Quibia, Triz, yeah. you can tell I'm, I'm tired. My words are messing up. I keep losing track of what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's going to be awesome. So definitely, this is going to be so good. A wrestling trivia quiz. Come and join in. And then, of course, next week, you guys are going to be hearing from Crimson Mel. I had a chat with Crimson Mel. We've got a new show, and I'm going to say the name of it, The Unexplained Side of the Slam. So just as a little teaser. And we'll have Mel oh. coming on next week to explain That'd what we're going to be doing. It's quite a different thing. And quite in depth and interesting and how wrestling ties into all this in-depth stuff uh yeah it's good it's going to be good we've so, got plans we've got plans and more stuff as well so and yeah. we, we might be doing some other shows uh have to check the time but this is the first month of our sports Cell accelerator as well lee so thank it you is, everyone who's been is. hanging out with us as well it's yeah been it's awesome. been really cool and uh we'll add to that again uh uh, later on in the week it's going to be awesome mm. and uh, so what else we've got coming we've got the podcast out tomorrow on Tuesday you can check out The Queen versus The Queen on YouTube channel. on Wednesday we've got uh, MOS Cross the Line where Lee rebooks TNA in 2000 and see if he can do better than Hulk Hogan the trivia quiz MOS Classic on Friday and lots of other stuff thank and you and it's the weekend again it is and we're back to it and I'm in Woking at a private party so Ooh, and I shave my beard party. again Lawrence's so, private party everyone yes. loves it but um, thank you Lee it's good fun thank you everyone thank you Lawrence it's been amazing Thank you, Bericles and Martin and uh, Debs for phoning in. It's been great. It has been awesome. And thank you for watching, uh, everybody. We will, thank you, everyone. And uh, we will see you next week. Yes, we'll see you guys on the flippity flop. Positive vibes to you all. You guys bring us loads of positive vibes. And I hope we entertain you guys. It's great. And thank you, Lee. Awesome thank times. You, Much love. Bon oui. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.